What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to yet another edition of the Hard Count. Huh? See, see right there. I got you. Caught you off guard right there. That's a five yard penalty. Let's go. Is that little hut I got? I didn't say hike. That was just a little hut right there. See, hard count. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, CJ. I was a big man. I was always on the line. I was great with the quarterback. Not no offsides for me. No offsides. Okay. I, always, okay. I, I feel like, listen, I hate to be this guy. And listen, it's also more complex in the NFL. I'll give him that, obviously. I don't understand how you get a false start, bro. I don't get it. They say on three, go on three. <laughs> Why, what yeah, what is people, so difficult about it this? Is, it's tough for some people, bro. It is. I think we got to start fighting people that get an offsides penalty or a encroachment, whatever the hell it is. Anything. If it's on three, you just wait. Well, I mean, what is so difficult about? I need an offensive lineman to come on the show. People be ready to go. They they fear too, especially if you're on the O line, just getting pushed over. Yeah, you don't want to get bodied. Yeah, you want yeah, you want that yeah, ass start. Jordan Davis and that uh and that center on the Eagles. Oh, and Kelsey, that was going at it. I no, can't. I don't think it was Kelsey. I don't think it was Kelsey. I was in backup. But I mean, that man was getting pushed around like it was absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah. He's only 22. He's gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a problem. I mean, isn't he the one that you know, like three fifty, ran like a four three? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something like, like that. What, what are you, like, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah, if he gets like some some elite pass rush moves, it's GGs. You know, CJ, I feel like I feel like that you see that in the NFL, and you're like an older dude. You know, it's kind of clinging to your career a little bit. Like, oh, this might be my last team. I feel like I see that. I'm retiring. I'm like, you know what? I had a good run. <laughs> yeah, especially if you you getting babied, and the worst thing is watching the film after the game in front of in front of all your teammates. The coach got the you know got the clicker and oh, just the laser pointer. Yeah, just showing you oh. getting worked. Yeah, that's 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 the worst. That's why you try to make sure you got to perform every play. If not, you're gonna get called out. Definitely gonna get called out. And they're not only in front of the team, also in front of your your, uh, your position group too, because you know they watch film separately as well. So that's double the criticism. But it's a tough, it's tough. But hey, man, these guys get paid a lot of bread to make that happen. Money, money. Just give me a little, uh, you know, give me a little, little snippet. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm out there. I'm a practice dummy. <laughs> like I would. Happily be a practice dummy for like CJ. Give me like two fifty a year. I need two fifty for the year. I mean, to the NFL team, that's nothing. You can you don't get any of your players hurt because they're only tackling me. Like, so listen, so you, you want, and listen, I don't got the speed. I don't got the speed, CJ. But here's hear me out, right? I think I got a solution. Give me a little like uh, you know those skateboards with the motors on them. Give me one of those, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, you know, get up to about 15 miles an hour or something, whatever it is, you know, try to – what's the word I'm looking for here? Recreate some speed out there, and then bam, you can just body me off the skateboard. It's the same thing. So what position are you on the O-line? Listen, I'm all over. D-line. Yo, you remember those moon shoes? 
The moon shoes. Yeah, yeah. Facts. All right. So give me some of those. I can pretend to be a corner. I'll, I'll get some hops. <laughs> Yo, those moon advertisements were crazy. Crazy. Crazy, man. Well, I was, I was, I was 250. You doing that too? Practice dummy? 250 a year practice squad? Yeah, I don't even think. Um, I'm not sure how much they oh, need. No, no, no. You're not even a practice squad. You're practice dummy. You're getting tackled all practice. Oh, just. just getting I'm good with yeah, For sorry, 250. I'm I don't know. I, I I would have I would have some pride, man. I'm not gonna let, let nobody. Right, see, listen, you're a better yeah. you're a better guy than me. I'm not gonna let nobody just run over me. No. And then I gotta I gotta go gotta go in the ice ice bath ice after that. Looking at the teammates like yo, you just you just let this guy just baby you like that? No way, no way. For two fifty, not where I wouldn't I wouldn't even get another job. I'm good for the year. If you can't live off of two fifty, if I'm gonna put my body, all, if I'm gonna put my body. If I'm gonna put my body through that, I, I need to see some reward. I know the the breath sounds nice, but I'm I'm gonna need that reward, bro. It's got Corey it says, I don't think you're getting 250k for practice squad. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like you, they they don't get paid that much. But he was saying just, I I just mean to be a ta- in a fantasy world. If you could be paid 250 to be a tackling dummy, I would do it. <laughs> I'm absolutely yeah. doing it. But hey, who am I? Money makes me very happy. Not nothing in this world I wouldn't do for for the right price. Money, <laughs> money, money will buy anything for me. Um. Anyways, CJ, listen, we've gotten we've gotten you know five minutes and forty one seconds into the show. I feel bad. I don't even know how you're doing yet. How are we doing there, guy? How's how's my guy? Yeah, sir. I'm doing well. I just talked. I just um. We just talked about before we went on the show. Like Madden's out right now. Madden twenty three. Yeah. If you pre ordered it. Get it four days early, so I seen just watching a couple people on Twitch play some Madden. It looks it looks good. It looks good. Can't wait to you know get that um, on Friday when it officially drops. Get my thoughts on it uh, next week, uh, next next episode. Give a little give a little preview on, on the game. See see if it's uh, all it's uh, lived up to be because there's a lot of changes they claim. So you know they always they always claiming that they're adding Wait, new things. Yeah, they always say that they're adding new things, but they're really just taking away stuff that they had in the game years ago and just bringing it back. So, like the Madden's back, black back in the PlayStation Two days, untouchable, untouchable. Oh, oh I know. I mean, I was a young man, young yeah. whippersnapper, some would say. <laughs> and uh, those old men, I remember. Was was there an eagle running back on the cover one year? No, but McNabb was on there. That was oh six. Because I remember the Vic one. That was 07, right? Vic was 04. 04? Yeah. Damn, Sean I don't Ale- remember that. I was four years old. But um Sean Alexander was on um I don't I just I can't remember 07? what Madden it was. But there was a Madden that I only used the Eagles because I loved their running back. It was back in the day. Brian Westbrook. Like, yes. Oh loved yeah. Brian Westbrook. I don't know why, and have no idea. But Brian Westbrook was my guy. Man, 13 was the 13 last, was last I think that was the beginning of the end. I think 12, 12 was the last good one. 13 was – that's when they first brought in the, the fire, the ignite engine. That's when it started going downhill. See, when it was just what it was before, back, you know, pre-12, 12 and before that. See, like I was, it was strictly good. playing, like, play now back in those days. So, like mm. – for me, those like every year, 
my I made my parents waste so much money on Madden. Now that I look back and think of it, because like I made them buy the new Madden for me every year. I own, I literally only played play now. I could have played the exact same game every single. There was no point in me getting a new Madden every year. It's just that feel when you when you get uh, something new and no and especially you got it and then nobody else has it, but then uh, when all your friends you know, get see, it, it's like a it's like a Christmas party. CJ almost, CJ almost got emotional today. Almost. I, I saw a video of this little kid on on TikTok, right? And he got his first Fortnite solo victory. Wow. And he was so happy that I mean in tears he was so happy. And I said, you know what, bud? Keep that feeling because it's never going to be the same in a few years. Because let me tell you something. I remember getting my first Fortnite dub. Now, I mean, I was also about 16, so I wasn't going to cry about it. But um, the rush you get from winning when a new game comes out, and then like a year later, you you just winning, and it just doesn't feel the same. I, I almost wanted to comment. Keep keep those emotions, kid. It'll never be the same. Yeah, savor that moment. You, you probably definitely, hopefully, he does. Yeah, nowadays, Fortnite dubs are Fortnite. like champ, like championships for for you know people like us, the little kids. So, yo, shout out to I, I, I have the strongest <laughs> feeling that like the biggest flex in fourth to fifth, like sixth grade classrooms is like, I got ninety five solo wins. What are you doing? I can yeah. see, I can see the argument. Like our lunch table arguments. You know, us being the way we are, probably some sports arguments. Exactly. Now, I got a feeling that those kids are pulling up to the lunchroom like, yo, I got another two solo victories last night. You're trash, kid. You're trash. <laughs> That's I can I see think. it now, bro. I can see it now. Uh, we got some other comments in here. We got can't wait for NCAA yeah. to drop. Yeah, finally. You know, EA again being cheap, not paying the college players. So now that they got the NIL deal, now they're like, oh, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back now because we're, they're paying right, no, the players uh, I thought, cheap well, as well, they, The names were never in the game anyway, though. Yeah, but somebody – I forgot his name, but um, maybe Corey knows because it was a, I think it was a basketball player and a football player. They sued uh, They sued the NCAA. The EA, they sued EA and NCAA for uh, – putting them in the game and had their number, but not their name. And they wanted to get compensated for it. So ever since that, EA was like, all right, we're not going to make any more games because we don't want to pay these guys some cheap, you know, some cheap stuff. So uh, I'm glad it's coming back. It was definitely one of the best series EA, EA had. There you go. Oh, Bannon Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, they uh, literally would have never known that. Use of likeness, exactly. Now, NIL's in the fold, so it's, you know, they get the green light to make the game again. Road to Glory is one of the best modes in, in a sports game. They're bringing that game. back, too. I saw that. Game pair, yeah. I, I would hope so. I mean, that was... They're bringing back Road to Glory and um, Dynasty. Yep, Dynasty, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, sh it should be good. It should be a good a good series. I'm glad it's coming back. I remember playing 14, 12, 13 were really good. Um, so yeah, I can't I can't wait for that one to come back. Let's see what Corey has some other comments in here. I used to stand in line. Used to stand in line at Best Buy and Walmart all night. Yeah, those those were the times. See, I was stand always too young. I was always too young to do it. And those midnight so, like, releases. Yeah, shit. like my I I never had to like I never really did that. Like I remember I do remember though like MW two games like that. My oldest brother would go in line and like wait. I remember, you know, I would wait up at night and be like, hey, let me get a little sneak peek at the game. Actually, I think 
Damn, what was the first Call of Duty I played? It honestly might have been Modern Warfare 2. What was that, like 07, 09? My, Modern Warfare, yeah, Modern Warfare 2009, yeah. I, that that might have been the first one I ever played. And that's the only great, reason I got to start at <laughs> uh, the, the GOAT. Yeah, and the yeah. only reason I got an Xbox account was because I used to go on my brother's Xbox account like before they would wake up and I would play and I would, you know, suck and ruin their KD and they would get mad at me. So I got my own account. <laughs> that yeah, is how MW, I started playing Xbox. MW2 is a classic. Glad they're, you know, kind of bringing it back. It's not really the same game. but If they mess up MW2, bro, I'm done with COD forever. Yeah, that would be a bad look because Vanguard was terrible. So, uh, but yeah, Madden, got to go pick up March Madness 01 to 2005 and play with your boy. (laughs) Is it all on? I've never even heard of that. I don't think the uh, the server's still up. (laughs) That would be crazy. But um, yeah, I'm actually in the process of actually, you know, getting, getting some of those old consoles that I used to have, PS2, had the GameCube, just bringing those games back, man. I'm just start collecting them, bro. Definitely a nostalgic feel, especially because that's when that's when these developers, that's when they really cared about making the game. You know, it oh, really yeah. it just wasn't about, um, you know, transactions. May exactly getting the money off transactions like like Madden Ultimate Team, like Foot, like my team. So, um, it, it was it was definitely a, a, a great time, a great time being young playing those games. All those game modes used to run, so uh, I, I can't wait to definitely collect those and, and get it back. I got Madden 11. Actually, hold on, let me see. I'm about to show the show the people. Oh. What was the Madden? I can't remember. It was. Oh, I think it was. It might have been. No, let me look it up real quick. Madden 09, when they brought the rewind back, or they had they put the rewind in the game. Let me tell you, my little nine-year-old self used to abuse Madden 09's Rewind. Oh yeah, eleven with yeah, Breeze. This on was it. this was this was a good one, man. This was a really good one with Breeze. Twelve Peyton Hillis. It was okay. It was okay, but this was this was one of the great ones for sure. I remember, I, like, I you know what? I remember getting Madden 09 because I weirdly enough got it on on Halloween. And I don't know why, but I remember it vividly because I my nan gave it to me. Like my nan got it for me. I went to her house Halloween and I got Madden 09. I remember playing it. And that's when they like I said, they put the rewind in it. So you used to yeah, like have a bad play and just <laughs> rewind. I used to go like 50 for 50 with 400 yards, six touchdowns, have 25 picks on the defense. Because let me tell you, I had one incompletion. Rewind. Just saying. Dolphins? Now listen, Dolphins, yeah, we should, was good, brother. Yeah, we just, good, we should probably get in. Listen, we should probably get in everything. But before we go to the ASCs, I, I have to do the civic duty of asking about hard knocks because CJ, one episode in, I'm locked in. I'm locked like in. Like I said, well. you you know, usually I kind of I'm, I'm kind of back and forth. Like, like I didn't finish the Colts hard knocks last year. I think I watched. The Cowboy one last year, but I wasn't really locked in. They were kind of boring, kind of boring. And let me tell you something, CJ. From moment one of Dan Campbell walking down that hallway into the meeting room and giving that speech, I'm in. He had me. And let me tell you, he's talking about, you know, you just got to trust me. You just got to trust me. 
you know, people talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it's a freight train. And I said, okay, Dan, Motor City, Dan Campbell. Motor City. It'll be it'll be a great story if he's really, you know, the guy to, to turn that turn that franchise around, man. See, Dan, be... Can I tell you something? I'm being serious right now. And listen, movie, movie recent, type stuff. This is recency bias. This is you know, I, I watch Pat McAfee a lot now. They love Dan Campbell. I don't think I'm rooting for one head coach more in the NFL right now. I, there is nothing I want more than for this guy to be successful. I f- like he is the perfect Detroit head coach. His introductory press conference a couple, uh, last year is biting kneecaps. Now he's talking about the light at the end of the tunnel isn't light. It's a freight train. Yeah, I'm there. And then you go to the uh, offensive and defensive coordinator, which I can't remember the name. I should. Um, talking crap to each other. Uh, you know, going back and forth when one thing would go their way, one thing would go the other way. There was a point where the defense was playing real well, so the offensive coordinator was not saying anything. The offense makes one play. You think I forgot about you? You think I forgot about you? I said, oh. I said, I love it. They went to the Aiden Hutchinson thing a little bit. They, um, I watched, like I said, I was watching McAfee. They had the people on who, like, produced the NFL uh, film stuff and, and do the hard knocks. They NFL film, yeah, they said I, I, saw that, I saw that in the recommended. I, I didn't watch it. But yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I will say for all the stupid stuff Pat does, you know, he conducts an interview pretty well. He it gets like he gets information out of people, but still keeps it like I'm Pat McAfee. This is not going to be serious. But like, um, and he said that they were going to jump into Jared Goff again because you remember, usually like Hard Knocks picks a couple stories and they kind of follow that. They usually give you like the star player. Um, like on a, a person who's trying to make the team, and then something else. Well, the last time, uh, Jared Goff was on Hard Knocks because the Rams did it, yeah. and I think that was the year they were like coming off a Super Bowl, or or something like that. So they technically have you know talked to Goff before, but he's in a different world now. So they Absolutely. said they were going to jump into Jared Goff a little bit. Like I said, they're going to follow Hutchinson around. And obviously, as weird as it is, I think the main story of this team and what people really like to see is Dan Campbell. Yeah, he brings a lot of energy. Brings a lot of energy. And I, I did see that that speech that he had with the team. And, and again, if he if he could be that guy to turn this team around, uh, again, that that'd be that'd be a beautiful thing. I know he had some he had some uh he, I think he was what an offensive coordinator. Or it might have been a tight. It might have been a tight ends coach. I think or, he started position. out as the tight ends coach. Yeah, tight ends coach. When, yeah, like, with, when he with the Saints. Yeah, yeah, with the Saints. I, yeah. I, you know, I can. I can the now, let, me, let me tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Let me look him up. Yeah, it might have been with the Saints or the Dolphins, but he brings a lot. He brings a lot of energy. He brings a lot of energy, and you you need a coach like that. And they're a young team. You need. You, they're so, a young team. Yeah, what so, you got? So he interned with the Dolphins. At, in the 2010 season, became their tight ends coach from 11 to 15, and then in 15 was their interim head coach. That's right. 16 to 2020, he goes to the Saints as the assistant head coach and tight ends coach, and then obviously got the Lions job in 2021. Okay. All right. Yeah, so this is his time, and you go to the Lions, like, this is where coaches go to fail just because of recent history. Uh, we got – we got right here again saying 
it's the owner's lines. They never keep talent or surround them with talent. And that's very true. That's very true in, in years past, no question about it. I think this year, well, years years going forward, I think they drafted pretty well. I think they drafted well. Jameson Williams was a good pick. When he gets healthy, he's going to be really good. TJ Hawkinson was a really good pick as well. Swift, Williams as the backup running back. You just talked about Aiden Hutchinson, Panay Sewell on that offensive line. So they have a lot of young talent. And you're right. It's about keeping that talent. And it's going to come down to golf, too. It's going to come down to Jared Goff. What, 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 does, he, what does he want to be? You know, does he want to be a, a number one guy that just fizzled out and had, you know, a couple solid years here and there and just ends up just being a backup? Or does he want to, you know, make a transition and, and make a second act in his career and, and maybe be a franchise guy for this team? We'll, we'll see. Um, only only time will tell. They got Amonse Brown. They got DJ Chark. So they have a lot of speed on that outside. Um, and they also got some guys that even if they're not down the field throws, which golf is not great at, those guys can get yards after the catch off a of, you know short to intermediate type routes. So I think it, they, they look good. They look good, man. Even people <laughs> using them all matter now. That seems to be a team that I, people I are seen. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think just a couple more years they're, they're going to be. They're going to be really solid. And again, I, I saw I talked about this last week. That division is definitely there to be had after obviously after Green Bay. Rogers' shelf life as in the NFL is probably what two years max. Oh yeah. So you know if they if they if they win a Super Bowl, he's probably done. Uh, he'll probably retire right off in the sunset. So yeah, two two years max, and then from from there it's it's you know it's it's definitely free game. Bears in a rebuild. Vikings they have a good offense. Defense still questionable. Rookie head coach so. They have a lot of questions as well, and so it's I think still Mitch Cousins, so you know. Yeah, exactly. Cousins, <laughs> Cousins, still there. So if they put the right, if they put the right pieces together, I think that team could be could be really good. If a couple of those young guys that they have become superstars early, they're still on you know rookie contract deals. They can make an impact quickly. But we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. Definitely excited for them. Definitely room for room for that city. They've seen a lot of failure. I, I was gonna say like. Even when the Browns were like 0 and 16, and then the one they were 1 and 15, and then 0 and 16, like I can remember people being like, Oh, yeah, it'd be cool to see you know the Browns win a game. Like, I feel like people are actively rooting for the Lions. Like, obviously, you have your main team, of course, whatever, but like, besides that, I feel like I've never seen where people are genuinely rooting. For another team, just because of like, I mean, I guess it's probably because of the failure, but I a lot of it is Dan Campbell too. Like I keep saying yeah. Dan Campbell, but like he's kind of just like I, was, I don't know the word I'm looking for here. Like, uh, like he grabs it's your attention a little yeah, bit. He's captivating. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely. Captivating. Yeah, he, That's the word I was looking for. I'm just too stupid <laughs> to know what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah. like, I feel like people even outside of Detroit are like. Come on, like like last year when the Browns won their first game, it was trending on Twitter. It was like I'm pretty, oh, I'm the Lions. pretty sure or the Lions, sorry. Yeah. They did it was trending. I remember it. They did it was trending. Maybe on the Twitter. Vikings, right? Uh, it might have been, yeah. Because they, they have some been. they have some close games, uh Ray right here. Also, yeah, they have some close games. I remember I think I think Tucker hit the 66 yarder. Oh I was like, oh my god, you know, it, it, you, it, then you never think you're gonna win. Yeah, I was like, man, and they I think golf went down at a game winning drive against against Minnesota. That was the I remember that exactly. Yeah, that was the, I remember that vividly just because again, it was it was getting rough. It was getting rough for those guys. Yeah, they were, let's see, they were oh and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
Then they got the tie, remember, with the Steelers in that disgustingly bad game. Yep. And then, yeah, they, they, they beat the Vikings on December 5th, 29 to 27. And so almost three months of L's in a tie. Bro, they lost Crazy. to the Seahawks last year, 51 to 29. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. <laughs> like, 51 29 against the Seahawks. Like everybody was rooting for them, though. I mean, I don't know. I'm and Hard Knocks, listen, I hope everybody is going to. I mean, I can say this because I know loyal listeners and everybody's going to sit here and watch this amazing show that we're going to put on. Hard Knocks is out, is the newest episode is out in uh what 34 minutes. CJ, I'm going to tell you what, after we end the show, I'm going to go watch Hard Knocks. Yeah, same. Oh, Definitely see episode two. Um, I think they, they had a close game against the Falcons in, in the preseason. I think they lost on the last play of the game. Yeah, they, they did. They lost on the last play of the game, but it was it was a good it was it was good to see DeAndre Swift out there. He battled with some injuries last year. He looked pretty healthy, had a touchdown. So, uh, you know, just got to keep building. You know, no no one's expecting them to be Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders, but you gotta you gotta build off. Off things you got to have years where like okay this year we went had this record next year let's try to strive for seven eight wins and then the following year let's try to get in the dance all right well with that being said we can now jump into the afc east as regularly scheduled programming and uh listen we're gonna start at the bottom at least in our eyes and uh we'll start off with the new york jets now, listen, CJ, me and you, and maybe some of the people in here, I don't know where everybody's located at, but we've seen more Jet games and Giant games, for that matter, than we've ever wanted to watch in our entire lives. Now, one of those reasons being we're Patriot fans, so we see him play at least twice a year. Second reason, we're obviously in New York. But, um, yeah, I mean, last year was bad. Um I will say the one thing I don't like, and I see this by Colin Cowherd a lot, which, I mean, doesn't say much. But <laughs> right. Everybody's like, oh, Sal is a defensive guy. He's obviously not going to work. Like, you know what team he took over? It's the Jets. What? Who's worked? Rex Ryan's been your best coach in the last, like, 40 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> like – like it's this isn't gonna work. That's not. Can can I can the guy have a cup of coffee? Can he get a New York slice, a dollar slice? Shout out, shout out to Brother's Pizza, man. Dollar yeah, slice, nice, nice dollar <laughs> slice. Can he get a bacon, egg, and cheese on the corner store? Like, let the guy at least get familiar with New York. Exactly. Before we're before we're firing him. So I'm right, yeah. So I mean. I want to I want to see what the team is before I go crazy with this and that. But I will say, it's not off to a good start, CJ. It's not off to a good start, and it's not and it's that good old injury. Everything that people try and try and avoid. Listen, Zach Wilson throws an interception in the preseason game, so now you're already like, oh brother, we just saw Sam Darnold do this for the last three years, and then the next uh, offensive time he's out there. There goes his knee. Now he did have the he did have surgery today. Um, and the original diagnosis was right. I think they just had to um like clean out his meniscus 
or, or, or his knee and like his meniscus was fine. They didn't have to suture anything that like, I think that, cause you, then you have to wait for the sutures to heal. Then you got to rehab. That's usually like a f- six week thing. I guess what they had to do is like a four week thing. So I would assume he doesn't play opening day. You would have to imagine, which leaves you Joe Flacco, which this is where you can also be concerned. A lot of people were saying that Joe Flacco was running the offense in camp and Zach Wilson, when he would go out there, it was struggling. So that's usually, you know, not the best thing you want to hear considering Joe Flacco hasn't been a starter in the league for what, CJ, three years, four, four years, four years. Yeah. He hasn't been a starter in the league for four years. He's bounced around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't love to see that. I mean, also, and then um, who's the wide receiver they drafted? Was it Gary Wilson? It was, all right, so it was Gary Wilson. Um, he came out and said, like, oh, yeah, you know, Flacco throws a, a more receiver-friendly ball. So, I mean, you can look into that a little bit, saying, like, oh, Zach Wilson's not throwing a receiver-friendly ball. You know, Joe Flacco's throwing better. I don't look into that that much because, like, he was kind of saying he knows when to put velocity on it, when to not put velocity on it. You know, I'm running a slant route. He takes a little bit off. I'm running a corner route. He puts a little bit more up. Those are things Zach Wilson is going to learn. And you got to remember, Zach Wilson did not play that much last year. So all those bad things happen. <laughs> and then, CJ, today, too, <laughs> Mekhi Becton, who they drafted to be their star left tackle, got moved to right tackle. Now he's out for the season with an IR because of a knee injury. So, I mean, you got people down in Salah. No, I don't think many people in New York believe in Zach Wilson. That's kind of also a New York thing. It's kind of a, you know – we wait until you actually do something to actually put faith in you. Um, and then you got your wide receiver saying the backup quarterback is throwing better footballs. It's a, it's a little bit of a mess here, CJ. So, I, listen, they went, what what is it, 4-13 last year? Um, they did sign uh, – Corey's right. They did sign a veteran to replace Becton. Um, I believe it was – oh, man. He was on the Texans. No, he was on – was it Brown? Dwayne Brown? Dwayne Brown? I, I want to say that's who it was. Okay. To replace Becton. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot. And they went four and thirteen last year, CJ, and, and I don't have their schedule in front. Actually, is that their schedule right there? Or is yes, that last it year? is. Nope, yeah, that is their schedule. I'm gonna scroll down right here. It was all right. See, thank you very much. It was Dwayne Brown. Appreciate that. I mean, CJ, let me tell you something here. I'm not seeing a lot of victories on that schedule. I mean, uh, I'll let you. Here, how about this, CJ? Uh, you got you can get to your to your points, obviously, because I just you know talk forever. You can always tell me to shut up, by the way. And then <laughs> and then we can always play the uh, ever famous and I think very entertaining win loss win loss 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 win game with the Jets. You made a lot of great points. It was definitely a scare on Friday for for the Jets with Zach Wilson. Really, a lot of people thought it was the ACL. Glad it wasn't the ACL. That would you know who didn't think it was a C- an ACL, though, CJ? Ooh. Our guy, D-Pack, baby, Unwrapped Sports Network. Our sure. Unwrapped doctor. Make sure you go follow him. He's going to be on NFL injuries all year. D-Pack, listen. He called out some other people on there saying it wasn't an ACL. I saw some people getting a little upset with him talking about, oh, you know what? When you're right, you're right. 
Shout out Deepak, man. He's doing a great job. Definitely got to have him on the show very soon, especially with us very covering good. NFL. Um, he, he does a lot of work with, with the NFL, not just NFL, but all sports. But yeah, glad it wasn't anything serious. Uh, like like a, a career a career ending injury, like the ACL, and it, it, it would have been. <laughs> shout out Sam. Sam it would have been. Hope a, you're doing well, brother. It, it definitely would have been tough. The Joe Flacco thing. I understand why you you would hope Joe Flacco would you know have have some more touch on on, the, on his footballs. He's He's a seasoned vet. He's won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. He's been on some really good teams throughout his career. He's this is a second. It was what his second stint now with the Jets. He was there previously and then came back. So, and you and you need a solid veteran behind a young a young quarterback. You know, teach you some things. And I think that's a really good backup to have because he's had a lot of success in this league. And will that result to a lot of wins? No. I know Robert Salah came out earlier and he said he feels like Joe Flacco could be a starter on on a, on a team. You know, I guess, you know, he's definitely showing love to his guy, but I, w- I would disagree there. I think we've kind of seen him um, already in his time as being a starter at this point in his career. But they draft, they drafted Sauce Gardner. They drafted Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of out of Ohio State. Then they got Jermaine Johnson. So they had three first-round picks, and, and I think they had a, a pretty good draft. A lot of people had them winning the draft based on the talent that they acquired, two defensive players and a stud outside guy. Elijah Moore is a guy that you, I think we could see make a big make a big jump in his second year. Brees Hall out of Iowa State, uh, running back, another, another guy that they drafted in the second round that could also make an impact. So, and they, I believe they picked up C.J. Uzama. Yeah, that's they did. Uh, that from, they did from the from Cincinnati, a really solid tight end. That, that's that's a quarterback's best friend, a tight end, and I think that's a good pickup. So I like I like what they've done, and Corey talked about their defensive line, which has Quentin Williams and, and some other guys, some other guys as well. I think Carl Lawson is coming back off the, off the Achilles tear. So I mean, again, it's not, and I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. But you have you have to, you can't look at this team like that because you have to look at this team. They're they're a rebuilding team. I believe this is the second draft class that Joe Douglas GM has has been able to have have control over now. I believe, so, yeah. Yeah, I think because he, he drafted Zach, he drafted Zach Wilson last year. Um, so yeah, this this is his second stint now in, in trying to build this team. And I, I like the young guys that he acquired. Hopefully, those guys can make an impact right away, as as early as they are. Brees Hall, yep, we talked, we, talk, we just talked about that. Yes, yeah, stud, cool. stud, really, really good back. Um, and and they're gonna run the football. I know you just you talked about Colin Cowher coming out and critiquing Robert Salah as defensive minded head coach, but Mike Lafleur came from. The, the Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur's uh, younger brother, he's supposed to be this, you know, again, he's supposed to be this guru. All these guys are gurus and everybody's, boy, a, guru. everybody's a boy genius, you know, when it, until until it's time to actually call the plays and make things happen. We got we to gotta see how that plays out. Obviously, if you don't have your, 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 your number one guy on the center, you got to change some things up. I think they want to run the football. They want to be physical at the point of attack. I don't think whether whether it was Wilson or Flacco under center, you don't want to have those guys throw the ball 40, 50 times oh, to win you a game. You want to control the clock, play defense, and, and honestly, that that's the way you win. That's the way you win games. That's the, of course you need a quarterback to take you to that to that next level. But more times than not, this is what teams want to do. They want to run the football and and they want to play defense. And that's that's the identity of Robert Salah. And honestly, that's the identity of Mike Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, too. He's coming from that West Coast type offense where they run the football, 
zone zone runs, zone schemes, stretch stretches and things of that nature. So they're young. You just you, for for this for the Jets, you just really got to see that there's some type of progress that they're making. They're making steps towards towards success, playing in some close games, maybe going up against some of these teams in the division where it's not a blowout. You know, they're they're competitive. They're showing some fight, giving the people a reason a reason for them to root for the following year and hopes that they become better. That See, that's the thing that I look at, too. It's like you can't take a step back. And I think the difficult thing with that, too, is, though, and I'm going to contradict myself here, but saying you can't take a step back, like you can't take a step back, but then you also look at the schedule, and it's like, damn, how am I not supposed to? Like, I think that you accidentally win some games in the NFL. Like, last year, we were, listen, we just we kicked off the show talking about the Lions, right? They beat the they beat the, the Cardinals last year, like 29 to 10. Like, why was that supposed to happen? It wasn't. So I think you accidentally win some games in the NFL. And you give it Sunday, man. It, exactly. But and, – and listen, I kind of want to go through the schedule here because CJ – you lose opening week. I'm sorry. Cleveland, listen, I know Deshaun's no, not playing. I know. Cleveland's good enough to beat the to beat the Jets. Let's let's be real here. I mean, they're gonna run the ball with, with Chubb and the Hunt, even although the Hunt, you know, does say you want to be traded. And then the Browns came out and said, Yeah, you want to be traded? We're finding you fifty thousand dollars a day until you show up. So uh shut up. Um <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah, they could no. use, they could use that money than what they gave to Sean. So they yeah, need that money. They need some of that bread back. <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. Facts. Um since Cincinnati, I don't have faith in that. So what you're 0-3 now. Pittsburgh. Listen, should you beat Pittsburgh? Probably not. Can you beat Pittsburgh? Yes. But I think their defense is going to be great. Like T I mean, DJ Watt is a man. TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. Make you, talk about a, you talk about a man amongst boys. T.J. Watt last year, it wasn't even close. Like, I remember, see, you remember the end of the year, like, oh, who should be, you know, the defensive player of the year? Who? What are you talking about? You, you didn't see him play? <laughs> so, listen, I'm sorry. I got 0-4. Miami, I think they're much better this year than they were last year. I'll give them another loss. You're all in six. Green Bay, no. Denver, no. So what? Now you're, what is that, 0 and 8? Yeah. I'm not giving <laughs> us a loss against the Jets. You're 0 and 9. You are 0 and 9. Yeah, that, that, New, that New England, Buffalo, New England. Yeah, and then you're not beating the Bills. Actually, no, I think their bye week is in week 10. So technically, the Bills game, they're 0 and 9. Yeah. So you're, you're 0 and 9 going in the bye week. And, and I'll be honest with you. It's because you're playing very good teams. Like, I understand the Jets aren't a very good team, and, like, you can't – and you want to see progress, but also it's – bro, you see who they're playing? Like, sometimes you just, you're just you just not good enough. Of course, there's no way they're going 0-9. I mean, who are they beating? Uh, I could see – I could I see can, them. I can see two. I can see Pittsburgh and Miami. I would I would say I would say maybe Cleveland, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. But for me, this is what I'm saying. Like it's not 
for this team, it shouldn't be wins and losses. It should be about how you play for, for, for a team like this. For a rebuilding team, a young team, it should be how they play. Are, are, are their play – is their play much significantly better than what it was last year? Them getting blown out by us, 54, 13, whatever it was, sure. some, other, some other blowouts throughout the season. If they could stay competitive and be in some of these games – show some fight maybe in the first half. And then, yeah, in the second half, of course, you know, the team that's more talented, has more structure, is, is going to ultimately get the W when it's time. So that, that's that's what I want to see from the Jets. I, I know they're not going to win a lot of football games. They went 4-13 and 13 last year. I can maybe see the same amount, maybe 5-6. But in those losses or, you know, in the, in the few wins that they do get, it's just a, it's just a solid style of play. All those guys playing for Robert Salah, all those guys trying to execute as much as possible for the offensive coordinator, Matt, uh, Mike LaFleur. That's that's what I want to see because, like you just talked about, they, they're not as talented as, as these teams that we're looking at on the schedule that they have to go up against on each Sunday. See, here's my problem, though. And I agree with you that it shouldn't be wins and losses in a way. But how many times have we seen coaches fired because they're not winning games? Like, it, it's not the same anymore. Like, I feel like coaches get a five-year contract, and then all of a sudden, two years later, they're fired because they, they didn't win in the first two years. Like, owners and, and even and fans as well, like, just don't have the patience anymore to be like, okay, listen, it's a, there's no more five-year plans. Like, I think I – think, and here's the other thing. I think the good teams have five-year plans. I think, you know, I, I think the Rams – had a five-year plan when they brought in McVay. I think you know the Steelers. Yeah, it was it was getting it was getting to a point where it was like all right. I think McVay was like I need I need a I need a quarterback in here. Like so golf's good, but I can't, I can't I can't I can't keep. But yeah. but even then, but even then, they they got to a Super Bowl with with Jared Goff. So like I think I think they had a five-year. I think the Steelers have a five-year plan after Big Ben left. I th- like I think all these very historic and like good teams usually have a five year plan. CJ, the Jets and Giants haven't had a five year plan maybe in the history of their of their franchise. Well, when when, when the three factors in building a successful team don't don't coincide and aren't aren't in place, you're going to struggle. When the front office doesn't work, uh, ha- hasn't been able to draft talent, when you don't have the quarterback, and when you don't have the right head coach, when those three pillars are are falling you're going to get what you've gotten from the, from the Jets and the Giants over the last, what, decade or so. So uh, it's – but for this team specifically, um, again, it's just about what – just what they – how they – what they look like, you know, because we, the wins and losses, you just can't – you can't <laughs> – this schedule is nasty. This is a nasty schedule, man. Uh, they, they definitely are, are going to struggle in terms of uh, the, the wins and losses, but just how they play – are there young talent? Are they making plays, making splashes? Are some of these young guys like could be in potential offensive, defensive rookie of the year discussions? Like you want to see just some type of hope moving forward for this team. Is is when Zach Wilson gets back, when he's healthy, is he playing well? Is he making the right reads? Um, you know, is he is he protected? That's, like so that's he should what be you have like. to figure out most this year, I think. I think you have right. to figure out the most if Zach Wilson's a player. Because and listen, got some talent, man. They got some talent. They got some talent around them. Exactly. And listen, I just talked about nobody has a five-year plan anymore. But listen, Zach was not great last year. He's hurt again to start this year. He was hurt last year. 
So if this year you go like, you know, three and whatever, three, what is it, three and 15 now? Three and 14. Um, 14? Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. Three and 14. Do you do you go and be like, listen, might have to draft a quarterback again? Because you remember the Giants missed out on, on quarterbacks like, you know, Justin Herbert because they were still giving Daniel Jones a chance. Like, what do you do now? Yeah, but you know, for for the for the Giants specifically, it was one year after it was it was literally like Daniel Jones' rookie season, and then Justin Herbert got drafted the next year. So it's like you want to replace him already. It was probably too soon. That's probably how yeah, they saw the Cardinals. It could have they could have did the Cardinals, but uh, Herbert coming out wasn't as as highly touted as Kyler was. Um, so it was a little, it was a little different. I mean, he was the year before his, his, his junior year. Yeah. He was like, yo, number one pick book it top three, but then he kind of, he struggled a little bit and some people had some questions. That's why he fell to six. He should have been, he could have easily been a number two pick or, or number one pick him and him and Burr. I mean, and ultimately ended up being, he was the third quarterback taken. Like, think about that. But I also wonder too, <laughs> if, so like, what if you go into this draft and yeah. The, the, I mean, listen. If the Jets are going three and fourteen, they probably have the third, second, you know, pick. Because I think the Falcons and and Seattle are vying for number one. Um, if you look at Zach Wilson and you're like, okay, when we drafted him, we had him graded at an eighty-four. He's played a couple years. He hasn't really been that great. This second overall quarterback. Because listen, if Actually, no. Both of those teams need a quarterback. So say, so say you'll need the third. You'll have the third best chance at a quarterback, and you know your third, your third ranked quarterback coming out in this draft is rated a a ninety two. Do you say we gave Zach two years? Yeah, this this year is key. Last year you gotta wash it away just because it, like we just talked about it, the team was so ass, like <laughs> yeah, so the team was so trash. But if he's playing well in these games and they lose, you're like, okay, well, we we got a guy. We got a guy here. But if he's hurt, he's not healthy, and he, we already see he's not gonna start at the beginning of the season. I, I, you're saying that's a four-week injury, probably is probably gonna extend it to six because you don't want to rush him back so he won't get hurt again. True. So we're probably looking at a six. Six, uh, probably six, seven week type type thing. He'll probably be, probably play week two or week three in the season. So I think if he if he's playing if he's playing well and again and they're not winning, I think that would give Joe Douglas, Robert Salah, uh, the Johnson, the Johnsons some some type of hope and like okay, let's give him one more year. I see, record you have to give him at least three years. That seems that seems to be what what it is now. It's not like like you said. It's not like what it used to be. Where it used to be like five years. These guys are coming. These young guys are coming in now. They're they're playing in a. Well, I was about to say AAU, but uh, these these seven on sevens, elite elevens, all these quarterback camps. They're getting a lot of reps now. Something that we really didn't see twenty years ago. Yeah. So these guys are much. These young these young quarterbacks are much more ready to. Uh, to, to, to play. So their, their shelf life in the NFL is going to be shorter because there's a lot of quarterbacks out uh, in these colleges and these high schools right now. There's only but 32 teams. So somebody's somebody somebody's gonna not going to make it. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. Somebody's not going to make it. So 
I think you got you got if he plays if he plays solid if he stays on the field and he's playing and he's playing well I think they give him that year. But if one of these young guys like Bryce, like C.J. Stroud, maybe somebody else comes in the fold throughout the college season, we see it all the time. Yeah, I'm having that discussion. You can't just definitively say, oh, no, nah, we're not going to look at another quarterback and just go with Zach Wilson in year three. And he's not healthy and he's not playing well just because it's we had a three year plan. I mean, you you got if if they if those if those first two years before the third year is, is not what you expected it to be. Yeah, you got to make some changes. I don't disagree. I I certainly don't disagree. I mean, listen, I got him 0-9 heading into their bye week, and then, listen, even off a of bye, you're not beating. I don't think you're beating us. So that's 0-10. I think Chicago is very winnable. I think Jacksonville is very winnable. Detroit, you can win. Seattle, I would hope you win. So, I mean, there's – because, like, listen, we talk about winnable games. That's for, like, good teams. I don't think the Jets ever have winnable games because they're not they're not a good team. So like we like that's why I push back on like Cleveland's winnable and Pittsburgh and, and Miami are winnable. Like those teams are much better in my eyes. Like, yeah, Pittsburgh has, you know, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky went to the playoffs once. Zach Wilson's hurt again. <laughs> like Right. I, I mean, at least there's something. So I don't know. I, I'm 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 interested. I mean, listen, I in a weird way, hope that they kind of do well, except against the Patriots, because, listen, I'm forced to watch uh, Jet games on TV sometimes. So I would love, I would love for the Jets action to be good. So it's not torture. It's just more like, eh, you know, I don't really like it. We talk about that like there are five good teams. I mean, like like I said, I, I agree that winnable would be Jacksonville, Seattle, Lions, and Cleveland. Not Cleveland, Chicago, because all five of those teams, you include the Jets, are terrible. I mean, I mean, we're yeah, gonna, I mean, we don't really know anything about any of these teams. I mean, listen, is yeah, that well, true? Bar, is bar that true? Yeah, but like, what we think the Jets, Chicago, Jacksonville, and Seattle are going to be good all of a sudden? I don't see it, brother. I don't. Yeah, I mean, listen. And if you got a crystal ball and you can see that, good on you. Unless the Falcons, you know, somehow get Oregon Mariota. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> then or Desmond Ritter comes in and there's a guy. He looks 40, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. He looks he looks old. But if, if he could come in and and be special, Houston Texans won far more games last year than anyone thought. Yeah, yeah, they that's true. That's true. And then they and they got rid of the coach and <laughs> they brought in another another head coach yes they did uh, so now it's just a whole but you're right like we we, we don't know and that's why i said in the, at the top of the when we talk start talking about the teams i say any given sunday because any team can be had if you sleep if you lack on any side of the field three on three phases if you lack on three on three type of phases of football you can lose you can lose special teams not on one one day that's it the packers baby that's a fact no NFC championship a, game for you. Yep, had a all, all they had all all pros on both sides of the field on the offense and defense, but that last phase, last in the league, and that's why ultimately they they they, they took that up. Well, we move on, we move over to the Miami Dolphins, I believe. CJ, Quando's good, brother. What's going on, guy? They were cheeks, um, yeah, not nah, Texans were cheeks. <laughs> we move yeah. on to the Dolphins. 
Well, a nice little nine and eight record. Like, what did, what did they win? Like eight games in a row or something? I think it was seven. They they lost they seven in a row and then won and and then and then won seven. Uh, yeah, there was they it was were, a weird year. Yeah, they were an interesting team. They were certainly interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, look at them. The big thing this year is you get Tyreek Hill, which uh, you know some people would say hey, that's pretty decent. So you get Tyreek Hill, you pair him up with Jalen Waddle. Great, then, pretty decent. Whoever says that, I mean, don't worry, it's a little sarcasm, CJ. Don't worry. Oh, I'm on the other screens, so I couldn't see your face. Yeah, no, no, no. just <laughs> tad. No, no, don't worry. I, I haven't, I'm not losing my mind yet. Um, <laughs> but you get Hill, you get Jalen, or you have Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki's there. This is you want to our running backs. Yeah, Plethora. I mean, you got 95 different running backs on that team. Yep. And listen, we just talked we were just talking about Zach Wilson, maybe, you know, what happens if he has a bad year? Tua. You have a bad you I think if Tua has a mid-year, it's over. I you gotta see like you gotta see like 30 and 16, 17 out of Tua this year. Have to, minimum. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. With, with those I mean, weapons, yes. All all of those weapons. And you don't listen. And here's my thing too. I've said it many times. You got. You, I think they're better than the Pats, so I would have them in second. Like, if you don't come in second, you—that's you, a failure. You can't go out and get Tyreek Hill, pair him up with Jalen Waddle, Mike Seki, like you said, ninety-five running backs, and not be, and not be a good team. Like, I'm with you, man. I, yeah. yeah. So Mike Gesicki, most overrated player ever. Yeah, I had him in fantasy last year. He was definitely underwhelming. Probably one of the most underwhelming <laughs> pickups I had. Hopefully this year with Mike Daniels having uh, seeing Kittle for he the last two seasons. Year, wasn't he? Yeah, he struggled, but then he but in the games he played, he he wasn't he wasn't very good. So again, Mike McDaniel being the, being the guy now, being the play caller, he saw Kittle for what four years. So hopefully he could scheme some things up and try to make a second, uh, you know, a viable tight end in this league. Because last year was, yeah, I just looked less than mid. He had seventy three for seven eighty and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean it's it's okay, but it's not. Oh it's no, not no. I'm not saying it's two touchdowns not enough. Yeah, no, two touchdowns as a tight end. I mean, what are we talking about here? Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to scroll down a little bit, CJ? Let me see their schedule. Yeah, let's yeah, let's do it. Um. AFC. Who? who what? What's the AFC East play this year? The the AFC North and then NFC North. Oh, NFC and it. Okay. Yeah, both. Yep, yeah, both. Yeah. Man, does that really just not help things? Um, because I mean, listen, we struggle. We struggle in Miami. <laughs> so, but I will say. Bill, I've come I've come around in this thinking. I think for most of the year, I've had the Patriots losing opening week. But Bill against a rookie head coach, that's very good odds. But I think two was 4-0 against the Patriots or something like that. So I'm a little up in the air here. I'll leave that uh, to be decided. But away at Baltimore, L, I would say at your home against Buffalo, that's still an L. Cincinnati. Listen, I love what Cincinnati did on that offensive line. Let me tell you something. Love what they did. 
So I'm giving you an L. You got to beat the Jets. You got to beat Minnesota. You got to beat Pittsburgh. You got to beat Detroit. Have to beat Chicago. You should beat Cleveland. Because, listen, by the way, I know it's six weeks for Watson. Roger Goodell came out and said that he thinks it should be a year. And I'll give you a little hint here. Give you a little hint. You know who uh, appointed the uh, the judge for this the, the hearing that they just uh, that they did? The NFL, yeah, Roger. Goodell. Yeah, Roger Goodell did. So uh, yeah, he's just trying you, to save, trying to save face. But the oh, thing yeah, is, like yeah, the yeah. six the six games is what that's the rule under the CBA for that type of conduct misconduct. So if he really felt like it should have been a year or twelve games, they would have put that in the CBA. So just you know, it's, it's, so it's I got a little, I got a little hint here that I think. Deshaun's gone for the year. Now, may he appeal it? Possibly, but it's also not very smart business because you got to remember, CJ, he's only making like a million this year. If he if he appeals this and it gets pushed to the next year somehow, that's when he starts making big boy money. So does he just to kind of accept it? Or like, does he fight it up until the point of next season and be like, okay, never mind? No, he should appeal it. Remember, he missed all, he missed, you want to miss, he's going to miss two years in a row. I mean, listen, he's, he's still young, but. Defenses get better. Oh no, two people years. Get, two defenses get faster. Defenders get faster, stronger, smarter. And he's talented. He's talented, but that's a lot of time missed, man. And and you go into a brand new team, different chemistry, and you got to be the CEO of the franchise. So yeah, I would appeal that. I would. He he has to. I mean, NFLPA will will appeal it. I mean, by by themselves, just because sure. that's their identity, <laughs> support the player. So. <laughs> Um, but st- uh, listen, I'm going off the notion that I don't think he's going to be there. So I think you should beat Cleveland. You got to beat Houston. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of San Francisco. I know it's an away game, but like. That should be a good game. Like Mike McDaniel going up against his, his former team. True. I mean, but hey, I'll give him a, a W in San Francisco. You lose to the Chargers because I think the Chargers are good. Um, you lose to Buffalo again. You lose to Green Bay. I think we at least split with the Dolphins this year, hopefully. And listen, usually we got to go to them late in the year. Now they're coming to us late in the year. So maybe, you know, they're used to that Miami weather. All of a sudden it's New Year's Day and it's 10 degrees in Foxborough. So how about this? I'll give them an uh, L to start. No, no, I'll give them a win to start the season and an L here. And then I think you got to beat the Jets. That's what I probably, I probably just rattled off. Somewhere in the 10 win category, 11, 10, probably. Right, yeah, around there. I think this team is is very interesting. They have a lot of talent. Their defense is really underrated. They got some guys, Emmanuel Ogba, Xavier Howard, one of the best corners in the NFL. Doesn't get talked about a lot. Byron Jones, easily a, a, a solid number two guy uh, in, in that uh, secondary. They, they got some good players. They don't have some guy. They got um, Christian Wilkins on that defensive line. They got some guys that you may not, you know, may not be household names or the most popular guys for to a casual, but those guys make plays and they're really good. And then on offense, uh, like we talked about the 90, the 95 running backs they have, Raheem Mostert, former Niner, former Niner. So he knows the entire playbook fast as hell. Uh, just go back to that. Just go back to that game against the Packers in the playoffs a few years ago. Sony Michelle, uh, former Patriot there now. Uh, Chase Edmonds, really solid, really solid scat back, third down uh, type running back, can catch the ball out the backfield, can make passes and make make completions much easier for Tua. Um, 
where he could get he could get yards after the catch with his speed. Just has hadn't really wasn't able to stay healthy last year, but he was really good in his first year. We was able to get some consistency and productivity when he was in Arizona. So I like him. Uh, he's a really good player. Mike Gesicki, again, hopefully those seams should be wide open for him. They should be wide open because you have to you have to put two safeties out there and and, and cover either Jalen or Tyree. You just have to. I mean, you have to come out and, and cover two shell. You have to. There's, there's no other way to, to play that team, despite even though two is not the best in terms of throwing the football down the field. You just you have to respect the speed. You have to. Speed um, kills, baby. Yeah, so they they want to be. I, I like the I like the way the team is built, and they they want to be physical. They kind they kind of to me they're like a AFC version of San Fran, really, because they're kind of like. But but two was Garoppolo. That's a and, great comparison you just and, made. Yeah, that's that's what they look like to me, and and they're gonna use, and they're gonna use Tyree. I can see them using Tyree. I can see Mike McDaniel using Tyreek like Debo, having him out the backfield a little bit on some jet sweeps, maybe some tosses, get on the outside. If they're they're physical. I, I believe they picked up Teron Armstead, former Saint, really solid offensive tackle. So they want to be physical at the point of attack, and then they want to beat you up on defense and 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 get some turnovers. And they have one of the best guys at corner to, to do so. I believe he had ten interceptions two years ago. He's even how is very underrated. Doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, but very he's really good. good. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. So this team is is scary. It could be scary if Tua is accurate. Making plays, um, and and get, getting these guys a football on time, on target, so they could just go out there and play and, and get yards after the catch. They move down the field, methodical type football. No one's asking him to throw sixty-five yard bombs. That's just not his play style. But if he could be methodical, surgical down the field, get in the end zone and not not get three points, this could be a very dangerous team. He'd be a very dangerous team, especially with those two guys that they have. Jalen Waddle had a an excellent rookie year. Um, despite the things that just despite the really lack of any other talent around him um, to, to help him. He's got a lot of receptions, but now he should be able to get yards after the catch. He's going to be a number two guys. Like it's, it's similar to, to what Philadelphia with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith It's like, you got two, you got a, you got a, your second receiver is the, the guy that you drafted top 10 <laughs> or top 11 for, for, for Tay um and in, in the draft so and they, they were expected to be your number ones so now they're number two so now they're going up against number two guys those should be definitely favorable matchups for for Jalen Waddle and Tyreek is an x-factor man he's an x-factor I know he's Mahomes is is not Tua is not Patrick we all know yeah. this that's a given but he just he's going to make you better and he could take us he could take a, a seven yard slant and go 70 we've seen it we saw it in the playoffs we've seen it his whole career he could even play in the in the he, before he was a pro bowler in the in the kick return in special teams. Yeah. So push come to shove, that could also be a factor. So he's a very dangerous player. You have to game plan for him every single Sunday throughout the week. How do we stop number ten? And if if everybody else does their job, and I, again I like their running back committee. It's it's really solid. It, it really is. So this is a scary team, man. It's a scary team. September eleventh, um, when New England goes to Miami and face them. Very, very nervous, very nervous because, you know, if they, they're hitting on all cylinders with the talent that they have, it, it could definitely it could definitely be an L for the Patriots, no doubt about it. What do you, what do you got them at, huh? What's, what, what's a winner? Yeah, I think best – I'm right – I mean, best case scenario is, yeah, around it should be around 10 games, 10 and 7. I mean, they went 9 – they went 8 and 9 and 9 and 8 you know, and then the last year. So I think 10 and 7 is the best case scenario. But if two is on his game – 
and the, the defense is underrated. It's really underrated. They were really good last year. They were really good last year. They don't get they didn't get a lot of talk and get a lot of praise. Everybody was just focusing on Tua, but that the team around them was. I mean that defense was was really good. Now they got some offensive guys to complement that. So I could see ten. I could see ten and seven. I really could. Um, but and then and then also if, again, it's going to come down to Mike. It's going to come down to intangibles for Mike McDaniel's. Sure, you could call plays. That's probably easy for him at this at this stage of his career. But uh, same thing I talked about with these other rookie head coaches that's coming in: Kevin O'Connell, uh, Josh McDaniel's having a second act. Can you be a leader of men? Can these guys follow you? Um, will they will they listen to you? It's not just calling the plays, do this play, and that's it. As you as you know, it's way more to football than just calling right. plays and, and just doing and just doing what's what's needs to be done on the field. It's other factors. So if he could do that as well in terms of you know getting galvanizing the guys each and every week, game planning, make sure they're prepared as much as possible to where they believe in him to go out there and play and get the dub. They could be they could be as great as they want to be because they have the type of talent, even in a stacked conference in the AFC. Uh, you know, it's it's bad to say because I'm a Patriot fan, but uh, I'm excited to see them play. I'm excited to see them play. So yeah, two was a bum. <laughs> I did, yeah, I had that up for a little bit. You must be. Uh, yeah, I was on, yeah, I'm on the yeah, I'm on the Dolphins. Yeah. Team, my bad. Yeah, I, I was I was wait. I, I should have known because you didn't comment about it. I should have I should have read it out loud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this. It, we talk about all these things, and it really does come back down to the quarterback. Like the Dolphins go as Tua goes, and yep. that's basically the same thing with every team. I mean, maybe besides, I mean, damn, you every could, team comes down to every team. If you want to win a Super Bowl, yeah, it's going to come down to the quarterback. Yeah. No question about it. Just talked about the Rams; they went from golf to Stafford. They went, that's going from winning the Super Bowl to, to from losing to winning. So, Wayne Jensen, the the goat. I nice. mean. <laughs> As so, as as a lot of people say, there's levels to this. No doubt, no there's doubt about it. Um, listen, we're saving the Patriots for last, of course. Because, uh, that's our that's our squad. So we move over to the Buffalo Bills. Let's do it with a nice eleven and six record last year. Obviously, they came in first in the division, made it all the way to the uh, what was the divisional game? I want, yeah, yep, yeah. Damn, I. Can't. Man, were those playoffs good last year? I mean, it was that divisional yeah. round was stacked, bro. Well, what was the divisional round? It was. It was uh, Bills, Rams, Chiefs, Bucks. Ram, Rams, Bucks. Was that the? That was the Packers, 49ers. Packers, 49ers, and uh, the Titans and, who? and the Titans. Yeah. Never mind. That was a bad game. I don't remember that game. That, oh, that yeah, it was. Clo- it was close though. It was close. Remember, they were the Titans were driving down the field, and then Tannehill threw a pick. Oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was a it close was game. Close. Mm-hmm. All those games were good. Man, what a time! Last year was crazy. It was. I feel it's like la- like quarterback play again. Just... We probably say it every year because it's like the thing to say that like last year was you know the craziest year I ever saw, and we probably say that every year. But I feel like last year was the craziest year I ever saw. Yeah, the playoffs, the playoffs was, was really good. It was. Super Bowl was solid, too. Really good Super Bowl. Went right down to the wire. Game-winning drive. Cup. Stafford the Cup. I mean, that's was pretty much that whole entire season, Stafford the Cup. So, Matt, <laughs> we hit this from the beginning of the show. We both thought it was fantastic, which, by the way, this is perfect time to remind people. You thought it was incredible, too. Perfect time to remind people. If you did ever miss anything on this wonderful program, you can always go 
over to Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Look up the hard count, and bam, we're right there. So if you ever miss anything, make sure you go listen to the podcast. And not only listen to it, make sure you're subscribed to it. Subscribe. Sure yep. I was going to say, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate the podcast. Listen, leave us a nice little comment on the podcast as well. All these things help us out, try to uh, get us to the point that we're trying to get to. And, of course, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, too, if you're watching, make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube, too, Unwrap Sports, not only for us, but for everybody else that's making wonderful content with the Unwrap Sports Network. Make sure you go subscribe. You hit the bell so you get notifications when everybody is going live. I mean, listen, we cover everything here. We got baseball. We got football. We got sports talk in general. We got basketball. We got the UFC. Listen, we got card openings. So anything you want, got it all. Yeah. Anything you want, we're doing it. So you might as well make sure you go and check everything out. So, with that being said, I'll go back to the Bills. Um, CJ, I, I mean, see it right here. Predictive, predictive rank number one in the world. So, speaks for itself. Listen, you're gonna. I mean, you're not gonna. You're not gonna roll your eyes at me because I think you kind of understand where I'm coming from. But God, this team. I <laughs> I think I think they're going to be so good, and it hurts me, obviously, because it's you know division rival, of course. Um, but listen, I kind of said Josh Allen was going to be good, so with so like I root for him, obviously, unless he's playing us. Don't get it twisted, people. I am a Patriot fan. I just like people too, so I root for the guy because I want to be proven right. Because I'm I'm gonna be real. That's all I really care about. Um, but man, I—I I mean, you go out and you get Von Miller. You still have Stephon Diggs. Obviously, you got a perennial MVP candidate now in Josh Allen. You drafted um, what was it, Dalvin Cook's cousin, I believe. His brother. Brother. Okay. Yep. James Dalvin, Cook. You got Dalvin Cook's brother. You also got um, who who are the other running backs there? They still have um, Devin Singletary. Yes, they still got Singletary there. You you should get back. Uh, Tredavious White, right? That's his yeah, uh, yes. Yep, Tredavious, Tredavious White should be coming um, back. You, I, and listen, they might have the best safety duo in the league. Poyer and Hyde, yes. I know. Really. I I do believe they both at one point were hurt in training camp, so I'm not sure when they'll be back. I don't think that it was anything crazy serious, but I do know that both of them had gone down and it was almost at like the same time as well or like a week apart. So that's something to look at, but I mean, this team is very, very good. Like, and I, Corey brings up a point here. Do you have any concerns with the offense with no Dable and a coach that loves zone running scheme that they basically gave up when Dable took over? Head coach loves running zone. I, I mean, listen, you lose your offensive coordinator. Obviously, I think it's, it is concerning a, um, a tad bit, obviously, especially because Dable came in, and I think that's when Josh Allen took off. So – you got to, you know, look at that and hope that they can, you know, be at the same spot that they were. But I think there's been so much improvement with Allen that I don't think just losing an offensive coordinator is just all, all of a sudden going to regress. I don't – I think there's a lot of talent on the team that I don't think the offense regresses to a crazy point where we're like, hey, what happened to this team? Now, may, might it take a couple weeks to be like, okay, we're actually playing NFL games now. Like, we didn't do that before. This cadence is different than it was before. Like – you know, changing some things up. Yeah, I, I could see a little, you know, stumble at the beginning, but I I still I still have so much faith in this team. Um, King James and Connie the Butcher now 
Interesting. Um, Benny my Benny. Cougar Hunter went swimming in, in strains before the game and tore his ACL. J-E-T Jets. Just endure the suffering. Listen, he didn't tear the ACL. Don't worry, Vic. <laughs> Listen, it was just a little meniscus cleanup. Yeah. A little knee cleanup. But to Corey's point, Ken Dorsey's there. He's the, he was the quarterback coach last year. Now he's the offensive coordinator. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Now, obviously, different different day ball is, is obviously not in the headset anymore for, for Josh Allen, but Dorsey and Allen have a really good relationship. Pretty sure they, they sit down and, and game plan and, and look at things last year and the past couple of years. So um, if Dorsey's smart, which I think he is, he's going to sit down and, and, and speak with Allen about what plays that they like and, and how, you know, how they envision this offense playing out. Yeah, I know you almost won the MVP last year, but let's change some things up here. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not gonna, you know, you know, change worlds for that offense. They're gonna keep it the same thing. Maybe run the football outside of Josh a little bit more. Now that you have a solid running back by committee, so when Josh does run, it's more of an element of surprise where it's not just expected. Oh, okay, he's gonna keep it here. And yeah, sure, of course he can run for twenty yards and truck a guy, but that's still your franchise. You want to keep him up upright in the pocket, clean. For as long as possible. So yeah, Ken Ken Dorsey is uh, is, you know, it's going to be that that OC and and hopefully, yeah, I know, yeah, I know he's not Dayball, of course not, but you know, you have to. That's that's what they went with. It's, it's a guy that Allen Allen's obviously comfortable with, and I think Allen is is great enough to where, um, even though like like you said, even though they lost a guy like Dayball, who's good. He's he's still great to make those plays. He's still great enough to make those plays. He's made and, and here's here's my thing. Here's my other thing real quick, too. I think this is different than bringing somebody new in. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't bring out like an outside person, and then the outside person came in and was like, all right, we're not running the West Coast. We're running this instead. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same playbook. But uh, what Corey's saying is true. Right? He's saying game, game plan. Yeah, scheme, scheming up and, and preparation is obviously something that Dayball had an advantage of. With working with Bill, working with Nick Saban, but he's gonna struggle. I mean, we're going to the NFC East. I'm sure in a couple of weeks or so, uh, he, he can he can scheme up whatever he wants. I mean, Darren Jones not Josh Allen, so that's gonna be a struggle for him. So I think on the on the reverse side, if if I'm Ken Dorsey, man, I'm I'm definitely locking in and making sure um, my preparation is on point because that's what's expected from out of, out of 17 and the rest of that offense. So yeah, I think it might be a little, it might be a struggle early. But like you said, I think they'll pick it up just because they're such a talented team. Now, CJ, are you – I mean, actually, I think I know the answer to this question because I don't think anybody else is. You're not as high as them on them as I am, I would assume. I mean, right? you got them going 15-2. and two. I'm like, bro. Well, well, did I? Do I? Yeah, we went, remember we went through the USA Today predictions. You was like, yeah, I could see that. I'm like, come on. I mean, hey. I mean, I listen, I, it's, it's doable, but – that's a lot of expectations. So, like, can they go? Can they? Are there four? Can they be four wins better than what they were last year? Sure, of course, because they have a they have a talented guy in the center and uh, perennial, like you said, a, a future MVP, um, and Josh Allen. So it's very possible they could be four wins. But again, we just talked about how the, the offense might be a little different um, in the beginning of the season. It might take some time, so you might take a couple of L's where it's like, yo, I should have won that game. But you need to grow. You need to get things acclimated. That first month of the season for every team is a feeling out process because you don't practice like you used to practice. The, the type of practicing that you used to have 15, 20 years ago where those guys were actually hitting in practice, you're not doing that now. It's a lot of, you know, soft walkthroughs pretty much. 
So you need you need a couple of those games from your offensive line, defensive line, everybody on the team to get acclimated. So I mean, I don't, I don't, fifteen and two. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I mean you, you could, you could, you could put, you could put the uh, the bets in on 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 my bookie and, and see and see what the Jesus, odds. Did are. I tell you about my my sixteen game week one fourteen cent parlay that I placed? No, you did not. Oh, you want to hear it? Let's hear it, man. I, mean, it's right. <laughs> I um. I had 14 cents in my FanDuel account. So I said, you know what, CJ, I'm swinging for the fences. I put 14 cents down on a nice 16-game week one parlay that I have absolutely 0% chance of hitting, but that's fine. The payout, I mean, CJ, the payout, $896. I mean, why not? So um, I got, listen, and we just talked about the, this is the first of all, excellent first game of the season, by the way. NFL, I'll give you credit. You don't get a lot of credit sometimes. Rams, Bills, to kick off the season, you're doing great. You're Beautiful. doing great. You have to. You have to start it off with a banger, man. And, and and listen, I got the Rams money line in that game. I got the Rams winning that one. I took the Cincinnati Bengals spread minus six and a half against the Steelers. I took the Eagles money line against the Lions. I took the Colts money line against the Texans. I took the Saints money line against the Falcons. I took the spread minus six for the Ravens against the Jets. I took, listen, CJ, I'm all in. I took the Pats money line, baby, against the Dolphins. And we are underdogs. We are underdogs. I took, I took the Browns money line week one against the Panthers. I got the 49ers minus six and a half against the Bears. I got the Commanders money line against the Jags. I got Raiders plus four against the Chargers. I think it would be a close game. I think it would be a close game. Um, I got the Titans money line against the Giants. Chiefs money line against the Cardinals. Packers money line against the Vikings. And minus one and a half. Oh, no, no, not and. I got the Bucks minus one and a half against the, the, the Cowgirls. And they finish <laughs> it all off. I got the Broncos minus five and a half against the, the Seahawks. All right. Hey, man. Good luck, brother. Good Listen, luck. CJ, let me tell you something. They What's got the, a cash payout. 8.96. Okay. For 14 cents. 16 legger. Yeah, good luck, bro. Hope you hit that. Listen, bro. I could have won. Uh, the odds are technically 640,443. So if I had a spare $100 laying around, you know, I would have done that. But. I don't think I have that much faith in the 16-game parlay, by the way. <laughs> yeah, not not too much. Good. But let me tell you something, CJ. They got that cash-out option. Of course. If, if those, if the first, like, six or seven games somehow hit, because they're, you know, one o'clock games, if they all somehow finish at different times, but they hit, I'm cashing out faster than you can say anything in the world. Um, I don't listen, I don't got the confidence to, to wait for all 16 games. No, nah, I don't blame you, bro. Hell that's, no. That's too much anxiety. Oh. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Week one. No, no, it might have been week one or two a couple years ago. Had a had a, like a seven-team parlay. Every game won besides the Eagles. And they were winning 21-0 at halftime. And that was the game that lost it for me. Never, I will never forget it. Makes Crazy. me sick to my stomach to this day. Anyway, listen, back to the uh, Bills. Back to the bills. We got uh we got Corey another comment. The issue is McDermott 
used to get mad with the amount of with the amount that they passed last year with no day ball, would McDermott be more hands on? I mean, I think they could uh, run yeah, the ball so. a little bit more. I think they should. Yeah, I think they should. I definitely think they should run the ball a little bit more outside of outside of Josh. Um, it makes it makes the most sense. Cook seems to be having a pretty good camp. Devin Singletary solid. How many divisional games do they lose? I think they lose two. Uh, hopefully they split with us, and I think they split with Miami. Okay, because, like, all right, I'll, we can go through the schedule again. Well, I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. I got, like I said, I got a loss opening night to the Rams. I think the next four are wins. I got them beating the Saints – or Saints, Jesus. The Titans, Dolphins, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. I Listen, Kansas City away – 425, prime, not prime time, but you know, afternoon big game. I, I could see a loss there. So I'll be, I'll say a loss. What? That's, uh, we're four and two at this point then. Home yeah. against, home against the, uh, Green Bay. I got to win. I mean, you're demolishing the Jets. <laughs> you should, you should beat the, I was, I almost said the Twins. That's what it's baseball season. I almost said the Twins. You should beat the Vikings. Um, <laughs> I think you beat Cleveland. You have to beat Detroit. Listen, let's be hopeful here and say that, that we split, like you said, and we'll take the uh, home game. You demolish the Jets again. Home in Miami? No shot. You win that one. You, I mean, you destroy Chicago. Cincinnati? That's a good one. Late a night game and it's away? That's another one that's up in the air. It's a good game, man. It should be a good game. Hopefully everybody's healthy and whatnot. I mean, fine, I'll give them a loss. Why not? And then I think, like I said, split with us. So I'll give them one last game of the season. So that's 13 and four. I mean, hey. Wow, Corey, you have them losing to the Baltimore. I would have never guessed. That's a good game, man. That's a really good game. That's a really good game. Obviously, the, the Bills, they have Baltimore's number based off that division around two years ago, but it's a different team. Baltimore should be healthy. They got all their guys back. That's going to be a good game, man. J.K. Dobbins, Gus, Gus Edwards, still concerned about the receivers over there, but – um, I'm going to be tuning into that one. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. This team is, this team is, this team is stacked, man. Again, I, I'm right. I'm right there with Corey made some solid points about the run game. I would like them to see a little, be a little bit more balanced for me. Stefan Diggs. You got Minnesota as a toss up game. Minnesota, they have the offense to keep up. They do have the offense to keep up defense. I just haven't, I don't really know. KC Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland is not a toss-up to me either. Like I said, I think he's gone for the year. Oh, you should think he's gone. Yeah, right. You just say that. I think he's gone for the year. I mean, if he's there, it's a close. It's it's a it's it's still it's a game. It's a, My it's toss-up game. games is probably the away game for the Pats, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. I like Green Bay should be a toss-up game, but I'm a little lower on them than I think some people are. So Kansas City, like, right? Yeah, no, no, Kansas City, I think, is a toss-up game. I said Green okay. Bay. Green, I, Bay. Green Bay, most people would have a toss-up game. I think that they should win that game only because, like I said, I'm a little bit lower on them. Like, I don't know who he's throwing to. 
I, like all of a sudden now, all of a sudden now, <laughs> he, did you see that that he came out and said like, oh yeah, I could see fifty catches for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Like your 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 running backs are going to be your like main people. Yeah, I don't know why he would come out and say that, but <laughs> like that's a hundred catches between your two running backs. Yeah, I don't know why he said that publicly, but you know, he, I mean, it's, it's Rogers, so. Sammy Watkins, <laughs> Robert Robert Tanyan, oof, Bobby Tanyan, man, those guys. That's tough. Cobb's still there. Yeah, they, I mean, it's not the, the cupboard is definitely bare. It's no no taste. So, you gotta spread the ball around, bro. You're the goat, right? He's the goat, right? That's what people say. So, I don't know who said that. I, mean, yeah, I, actually, I do know. I don't know. I do know who said that. I don't know who said that. Back, know, back, to, back to back, back to back MVP, man. Spread that football around, bro. Okay. Make it happen. But for me, for, for the Bills, I think the key player, and they have some talented guys, Gabe Davis. That's the guy I'm looking to see. He had a phenomenal divisional round game against the Chiefs. Four touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Can I forgot Jamison Crowder. I forgot about that. They do have Jamison Crowder. Yes, they do. Dawson Knox as well. O.J. Howard in that tight end, in that tight end group. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're loaded. But I'm looking at Gabe Davis. We know they want to take away digs. We know that's what the defense want to do. Want to do. They want to double digs. Can Gabe Davis make the plays consistently throughout the season to establish himself as a, a key number two guy? He, he showed that against Kansas City when they, when they doubled digs and he made some big plays. Can he do it for the entire season and in the playoffs again? That remains to be seen. If he does, I mean, the sky's the limit. And oh, and I forgot Bob Miller, a big guy. Oh, yeah. 120 20 million dollar deal, six over six years. The fakest contract ever. Yeah, yeah it's really, a it's, it's yeah, it's like, a, it's like a two year contract, right? Yeah, two plus one, exactly, exactly. Um, but just coming off, coming off the Super Bowl, former Super Bowl MVP, coming to that defense that that's really that's good already. But they could use some edge rushers. That seemed that was the main problem against the against the Chiefs. They couldn't get the Patrick Mahomes. He was standing in that pocket, fourth and thirteen. CJ, CJ Corey says that Isaiah McKenzie is the guy you should be watching. Well, yeah, he he he. So, bodied, I mean, he but listen, he but, listen here, but here's the other thing: you're saying it should be Gabe Davis. He's saying I, that's just another person out of the list now. <laughs> That's yeah, just another person out of the list. <laughs> exactly. exactly. McKenzie, McKenzie's good. He had a great game against New England. He was destroying Miles Bryant all game in Foxborough. I was sick. Yeah, like 11 catches for a buck 12 and a t- in a tud. He was going crazy. <laughs> he was going, I was sick. Yeah, I was sick, bro. He was going crazy in that game. I was stressing out, man. But yeah, he's he's a, he's a nice slot guy, too. He's an, he's another guy that, that can make some plays. Um, but yeah, their wide receiver core. But Gabe Davis, I feel like he has the the, the he has the prototype build to be a really good number two guy uh, to, to complement. Yeah, yeah, to complement Diggs. So um, if you got three headed monster or four four headed with with Jameson, who's been a really consistent slot guy pretty much his whole career. You know, else, <laughs> see, you know what else I think really helps the Bills too? I think that they're going to be the number one overall seed this year, and maybe. It's not even going to be because, like, oh, they're so much better than everybody else, which, I mean, I sort of believe. Like I said, probably 13 wins, you know. But you look at the Chiefs and the Chargers and, you know, the the Broncos and the Raiders, those are probably other teams that you would think would get the number one seed. No shot because they're going to kill each other. They are, they are absolutely going to kill each other every single time they play. 
I see a lot of splits in that division, if I'm being honest. And then, you know, they got – and listen, you know, Chiefs and Chargers play. I'll probably I, – I would think it's safe to assume whatever team you play next week, you're probably not 100% for. So can you all of a sudden drop a game there too because you just went all out trying to beat your division team and then you got to go play another team? So I think the, the Bills have it easier too where – Listen, the AFC East, I think, is decent. Like, the Pats are going to be decent. The the Dolphins will be decent. I mean, I think the Jets are going to be very decent. But, like, at least that you can see. Like, you can see a 2-0 against the Jets. Like, they could go 2-0 against – I mean, hell, they went – well, I don't know. They went 1-1 against us last year. But I think if it doesn't, you know, become a blizzard, they would go 2-0. And whatever. <laughs> All of these things, like, it's possible for the, for the Bills to only lose, you know, we said before, one or two divisional games. Like – the Chargers, Chiefs, rate they could lose four on accident. So I think because uh, then you got to remember because then in the playoffs now you get the bye, and all your games are going to be at home until the Super Bowl. I mean that helps you out a lot. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. This Corey here, Gabe. I think Gabe Davis is a bust. I don't think he'll be any better than his first two years. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he played, man, because his last game was phenomenal, record-setting. So we had four touchdowns. Uh, yeah. So if he could, I know I was asking him to do that every single game, but if he could, you know, meet meet him somewhere in the middle, that's he got a hell of a receiver. So want want to see how it plays out for sure. Yeah, but th- this this team is loaded, man. Um, they got him ranked number one in the world, so hopefully they live up to it. It's great. And listen, again, you know, my guy, Nick, my guy, Kaz, he's a, he's a Buffalo fan and he hasn't this. I mean, this is, this is a, this is a great time for, for Buffalo. It's new territory. Yes, it is. It is to have, to have the best quarterback in the division, to have a guy that's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, Some people think he's the best quarterback in the league. To me, he's the best, to me, he's the best dual threat quarterback in the league. Um, Right there with Lamar. I'd probably, I'd probably have him one a, 35. Oh, you're talking about stats. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sh- sh- should be better. He should be better. We'll, we'll see what happens with Gabe, but Bills fans, happy for Bills fans that they, they have, they saw mediocrity at best at quarterback for the last, you know, two decades. So now you have a guy that, you know, can definitely win you a game any given Sunday, win you a Super Bowl potentially for the next 12, 13. It's, I'm pretty sure those fans are extremely happy. They're extremely loyal. So I'm, I'm glad they're you know getting getting some shine and, and getting some winning on their side after after you know uh, a lot a lot of years of uh, disappointment. What, is, what does Brady have the greatest record of all time against one single opponent against the Bills? Right? Yeah, yeah, like 35 and three, something like yeah, that, bro. It's crazy. Out of pocket. So, out of pocket. So, but but going forward, that's not going to be the case for no. the AFC East. They they got they got a, they got a good one. Well, CJ, how about we round out the AFC East? Let's do it with our squad. Our boys. <laughs> the New England Patriots, as you see right there, the 10-7 and 7 record last year, made the playoffs, got embarrassed against those Bills that we were just talking about. Um, I'm in a weird spot. I'm in a weird spot. Love them as my football team. Not the biggest fan of the things we've done. Predictive rank 17. Interesting. Um, they got Miami 16. So people think. Listen, here's my, here's my thing, right? Here's my thing. 
So our offense on seven on sevens walks down the field. Apparently all now, listen, these are all reports coming out of camp. Don't come for me. I'm not at camp <laughs> seven on seven. They're walking down the field. 11 on 11s can't do anything. Now, the other thing is, apparently the defensive line is supposed to be the best part of the Patriot team, the whole team. So does that mean, one, our defensive line is that beastie, or two, does our offensive line, is our offensive line absolute garbage? And by the way, two things can be true, and I'm hoping it's not. I hope it's just that our defensive line is that good and, you know, the offensive line is struggling because uh, it's that good. Um, Then... I'm still not in love what we got at the skill positions. Uh, I like what Hunter Henry and Mac did last year, uh, so I expect that report to grow. John U. Smith was on a milk carton, on a milk carton last year. I hope that he – because I was more excited for John U. Smith than I was for Hunter Henry originally. Yes. And so I'm hoping he gets back on track. Um. You know, there's some things out there that they that the Patriots want to get rid of. Uh, I can't think of our running backs. Damian uh, Harris. Damian Harris. Um, want to get rid of Damian Harris, and then today Malcolm Butler got placed on IR. Um, I don't like. I'm gonna be real, CJ. Jawan Williams. Was it Butler too? Butler got placed on it. Yeah. Wow, both guys. So those two corners. Okay. Like CJ, I'm gonna be real. I don't know any of our cornerbacks' names. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't yeah, know. Terrence, single, I don't yeah. know a single cornerback's name. So Sean Wade, Terrence Mitchell, Miles Bryant. It's it's not you know. You know, not whole, not whole some famous. would say. Yeah, concerning some would say. Yeah, exactly. Right here. In addition to Butler, the Patriots placed fourth-year cornerback Jawan Williams on injured reserve with a right shoulder injury. Jonathan Jones yeah. and uh, Jalen Mills are going to be the guys. I mean, Jalen Mills. All I can think of is. Was it was he the one that got bodied by CD to lose that game against the Cowboys? Yep. That's all I can think of when I hear his name. I despise him. Um yeah. I, I mean, and then apparently, <laughs> you know, like I said, the offense just isn't the thing. We don't know who's calling plays. Um I I don't know. Like, listen, I hope that they're good because it makes my uh my life more fun. It was real good when the Pats were on top. You know, Brady was slinging dots to Prime Gronk and we were winning the Super Bowls. A little bit of a lull here, I would say. I mean, then again, they went 10 and 7, so I can't, I guess I can't really say lull. But um, yeah, I just don't, the confidence level this year, I feel like I had more confidence last year. I'm not going to lie. And they went 10 and 7, so I should have more. But I mean, they did bring in Parker. I like Parker. I think he'll be the clear number one. My only thing with that is, on a good team, he's probably a number three. So that doesn't exactly make me the happiest person in the world. But um, I don't know. CJ, you're always more optimistic than I am as a whole. As a, as, a, as a human being, you are. So I know you'll be more optimistic about this. Tell me why I'm wrong, please. So... <laughs> On defense, uh, Corey made some good points. Jalen Mills, Terrence Mitchell. Yep, Terrence Mitchell was pretty solid in that preseason game um, on, on Thursday, albeit a loss, but still, it's just preseason. Yeah, nobody played it. All went 16 lines went 4 0 in the preseason. We got two rookie quarterback, uh, quarterback. We got two rookie cornerbacks as well Jack Jones, Marcus Jones. 
Marcus Jones would probably be more in the special teams, kick, kick and punt return for New England. Jack Jones made some splashes. I'm sorry, he made some splashes in camp, but probably won't be ready. Um, he was he was really good out of USC. Then he had some troubles. Then he went to Arizona State and really built himself back up. Great great story. Uh, we'll see if he, he becomes a, a really good preacher for us. Um, but yeah, secondary McCordy that. Definitely, it's, I think it's great to have a guy like him and, and yeah. with, with, the younger, with the younger secondary that we have, Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar I'm expecting him to make that second step, that uh, that, that next leap, uh, establish himself as being a, a really good, strong safety. Um, Forgot about uh, Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, really. I, the, our safety group is solid. It's solid. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep everyone. Somebody's going to eventually get cut. But Jabril Peppers, when he's healthy, uh, when he's healthy, he makes plays. He makes plays. So those that 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 safety group right there between those three guys is really good. Cornerback, yeah, it is a concern a little bit outside of Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones was really good for us last year before he hurt his shoulder and um, was out for the season. Linebackers. So you got McLean, uh, McLennan, uh, Roquan McLennan, yeah. Legrone, Cam Legrone. He redshirted last year because of the ACL out of Michigan. Um, fast guy, sideline to sideline type guy. Josh Uche, more of a out, more he's more like of a pass rushing type, outside linebacker type. Haven't seen a lot of Ronnie Perkins. Um, he's probably going to be on that D line, outside linebacker as well, getting getting to the quarterback. Haven't seen too too much of him. So looking looking to see what Mac Wilson does. Mac Wilson, senior, former Cleveland Is Brown. Judon still technically considered a linebacker. Yeah, 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 because we played three four, so. Yeah, he's technically uh, outside linebacker, more edge edge rusher. But they Bill 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 switches it up. You know, he plays. It just yeah, depends yeah. on the team. So, uh, so Mac Wilson. I think Mac Wilson is going to be the guy with the with the uh, with the green light. Jawan Bentley. Jawan Bentley, solid too. So the linebacker core, they're they're good. They're they're good, but they need to be faster. Definitely faster going up against no these teams. No more high tower. Yeah, no more no more high tower, man. No Collins. No Collins, no. I mean, we Collins kept let him go, bring him back, let him go. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, this it, it was it was insane. But now it's kind of kind of give some of these young guys more of an opportunity to play. I like, like I said, Wilson Senior, um, Jawan Bentley. Those guys are going to have the uh, the opportunity to, to to be those to be those uh, Will, uh, Mike and Will linebackers. Hightower was slow, very slow, very slow, very slow. Man. Very slow. He was, he was, if, he was on a, if he was a, if he was on the D line, I, I prefer that more than, than him being a, being a, a Mike. Anthony Jennings could hopefully bring some some speed as well. Yeah, another guy who was kind of redshirted the first year, really didn't play a lot last year. So uh, they they got some talent, but who's going to really stand out and be and be that guy? That that remains to be seen at that linebacker spot. Then go to that D line. I agree, D line definitely is a plus for us. Christian Barmore looks like he's been dominating. Yeah, I was gonna say I heard he's been a dog. Yeah, he's been dominating in, in, in camp, and and, that, and that's great to see. Devon Godshaw, we just gave him an, an extension for three more years out of Miami. Really good run stuffing on um, defensive tackle. Carl Davis, Lawrence Guy, uh, Dedrick Wise. So uh, and then of course Judon, like like you just talked about. So I think that D line is really good. I could see Duggar playing. Yeah, I could see. I could see him playing. Yeah, and some nickel. It, most likely, more times than not, he's going to have to play linebacker for that speed. Um, he's definitely a really good tackler. Put him on the tight ends. Yeah, well, of course, of course, for sure. 
Yeah, Barmore, Garshaw, and yeah, Henry Anderson, too. Another guy that we had picked up last year really didn't play a lot. So uh, the D-line is good. The defense is underrated to me. It's, it's, it's underrated to me, man. Um, I think they can make some play. Second, the corner cornerback position is is the one that is, is the position that really concerns me on that side of the field. Especially um, in a offensive league. Yeah, exactly. Passing Everyone, league, too. Yeah, exactly. Passing league. Everybody has one or two really good wide receivers. So you have to be able to cover those guys. But I think right there in the middle, we should be good in terms of stopping the run. So those guys on the outside are going to have to make plays. But if we could get some pressure uh, right right in the middle, right in the middle of that pocket and the outside, it could create some opportunities for that secondary to make some plays. So best case scenario, I hope that I hope I hope that happens. Offense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the. I mean, listen, I guess they're auditioning for who's going to be the offensive coordinator because there's no way you could go into the season and have two offensive coordinators for one quarterback, especially a young quarterback like Mac Jones going into his rookie year. I think Belichick is smart enough to know that. Um, so I think God, Joe I Judge, so. and, I think Judge and Patricia, <laughs> I think Judge and Patricia are auditioning for the offensive coordinator spot. Um, who would I prefer? Maybe Patricia because he comes from a he comes from a defensive mind, so he could kind of he he could talk to Mac and, and talk about what defenses are game what they're going to do how they're going to game plan against us. This is what we need to do, and and then him I guess him and Mac could come to an, a you know a happy medium and agreement of what players are going to be called in the headset. I think that's the best that's the best position for me. Joe Judge comes from special teams, so I don't I just don't see how he'd be able to get get that uh, get that role. So I think Patricia would, would be probably be my choice for for offensive coordinator, and if and if it all goes to hell, then Bill Bill will end up taking that role. But I think Bill will probably, <laughs> I think Bill will probably pass on. Um, this man Bill is gonna call the whole damn the whole damn might game. I have to. Yeah, defensive coordinators is it's Gerard Mayo and and Steve Steve Belichick. So those guys are the their you know the defensive coordinator tandem or duo. I just hope he just does that on defense and not because offense is, is especially with a young quarterback. I feel like you have to have one guy in that headset. You can't have two guys talking to Mac. But I just I, I don't I don't see I just don't see that being successful. I really don't. Um, Corey says, please, Patricia. Yeah, I'm a yes, I'm a good I'm a good yes, I'm gonna I'm get to Taekwon. I'm gonna get to Taekwon for sure, man. I was excited for what I saw. In that, in that Giants game, I would definitely get them right. Now. I'm gonna get to the running backs. I'm gonna get to O line running backs. I'm gonna get to receivers and skill positions, uh, and then and then finish out with Mac. O line, strange, strange, looking like a pretty good pick, man. Looking like he might be the starter. Um, I, I know he definitely rolled some eyes, like <laughs> like like Connie's rolling his eyes right now. As soon as I brought his I'm not up. rolling my eyes at the pick either. I'm rolling my eyes at where we got him. It still annoys me to no end. If he tur- if he turns if he turns out to be a stud, you know, left guard for oh, us. And see, but here's my it's a good pick. I, listen, it's gonna be a good pick. But wouldn't it even have been a better pick if you got him in the second or third round, like everybody else thought? But you but you know we always think that, and then these guys go higher or lower than expected. You know how yeah, the job works. Three rounds higher than we expected. <laughs> Any listen, McVeigh I mean, doesn't have any first round picks, so he has to look in the third round. So you know, you know, he make he's making those jokes, but I mean, he gave up all his first round picks. So he, he, I don't even know why he's talking about the first round. <laughs> There's no reason for him to talk about it. All, all his picks are second and third round picks go until 2027. So uh, that's pocket. 
That's that's McVeigh, and that's cool. And I, I'm not, I'm a fan of that mindset because you look at the math and the probability percentage of success rate in the first round is not very high. So give up those picks, especially always, if you're trying always to win. trade for a great player than have a pick. Yeah, always, of course, of course, especially in football, no question about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, O line, Shaq Mason was you know definitely a, definitely a, a tough loss, but I like the I like the O line. I think Win and Brown on on the on the end at, at tackle. It's good. They're they're good. Um, obviously, David Andrews is the captain of that of that O line. He's he's a he's a stud. Perfect guy. I love him. And I'm I'm blanking on. I think Owenawu is the yes. other, yep. uh, guard for us on that offensive line. So solid, solid. Um, running backs. I'm 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 very I'm very high on Ramondre Stevenson. Me too. I love. I think. I think I, yeah. I think he's gonna be. Our, our, our premier back. Absolutely love Stevenson. This is Corey. Is it the zone run game they're moving to? Very possible. Very no, possible. They are. Yeah, they are. They're they're Max, Max, Max said in an interview they want to play a lot faster. So they're getting rid they're getting rid of the the fullback. They got rid of Jakob Johnson. So yeah, uh, they, they definitely want to move get faster and you know keep maybe keep some more tight end dual tight end sets out there and have John Lou and and Henry in there in certain certain packages. So. Go a little hurry up, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hope so. Coach Strange graded as a as a top. Yeah, like I said, he, he was really good out of senior bowl. He did a great job of uh, uh making himself known because he coming out of what Chattanooga, Chattanooga yeah. State, something like that. So, yeah. you know, he you know he had to, he had to show out. He did. Didn't even you know, have highlights of this man. No highlights at all. <laughs> Just senior bowl, senior bowl highlights. <laughs> that was it for him, man. And um, hopefully, I, again, I think he's going to be really good for us. So, yeah, that. That running back group, James White, man, hell of a career, hell of a career, man. One of the greatest Patriot running backs ever. I mean, you could put him up there with – you got to put him right up there with, with Kevin Folt. He, I mean, got, the man literally is the only reason we won that Super Bowl. Uh, well, I know oh, what you're I mean, I only – you know I'm exaggerating. I know what you're saying. What do you have, what do you have like 13 catches for like 150? Set set the record for most touchdowns and receptions for a for a Patriot in a, in a game. Crazy, crazy, right? Think about Gronk and Edelman and all those guys, Randy Welker, all the guys that Thomas played with. James White holds those records in the Super Bowl for New England. So he was he, he was he was clutch. He never fumbled. Never had a fumble loss in his entire career. Really? Crazy, crazy. I and, did not know that. Crazy man, and I remember I was at Buffalo State when he got drafted. Everybody was talking about Monty Ball. Remember Monty Ball at Wisconsin? Maybe, actually, yes. Okay, actually, uh, yes. For a little bit. Yes, the Broncos, right? He was. It was him. It was him and uh, him and James White. They were in that. They were in that backfield. Was, was it? Was it him and like No. Sean Moreno? Was that the time period? Yeah, yep. Yes, he was. That was right after they went. They went to the bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was Ball and, and White? They were in that backfield, and Ball was getting a lot of the love. Um, and, and James White came in there and, and, and New England. And I was like, all right, how, how's this going to work out? Cause I believe we still have Vereen at the time and Vereen left and he came in there and took, took that, that third down back position by storm, Beautiful. bro. Clutch could always count on him on third down. He could run between the tackles a little bit. People slept on that. Um, yes. very, very, very shifty was able to get yards after the catch. Hell of a career. He's going to get a red jacket. Patriot Hall of Fame, no question about it. 
Sure, yeah. at least I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's just a little clogged up right now. It's a lot of guys that, that are going to get in soon, but he'll definitely get that get that red jacket for sure. Um, and then also too, Richard Seymour just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, hell yeah! Patriots, uh, Patriot defensive lineman. So salute, salute to, to James White, man. Hell of a hell of a career, man, and uh, wishing nothing but the best going forward. Yes, this right. I, I, believe, I believe this was a fake tweet. It was. It was. It was a fake, fake tweet. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fake troll tweet. account. I did see that, and then you know, going into the replies and looking at the bio, it's yeah. it's a troll account, bro. Yeah, it's. I do wish it was real. Though. I, I, I sound like Mac. <laughs> I really, I really did wish it was real though, because I love, I love some good, uh, some good drum. And, 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 speak, and speaking of this joint practice, I heard. Patriots were really getting the best of Baker. I, I not even that. I heard that. The, and listen, I guess the, this should have stopped my uh, offensive line concerns. I guess I, I heard they had nine sacks. Who had nine sacks? The, the Patriots. Patriots. Patriots had nine sacks. Wow, crazy. Apparently, listen. I got. Like I said the def- our front seven is is speed and and a lot of strength and size up there in the front. So. Um, I'm excited to see how that plays out. But yeah, back back to running backs. Ramondre, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan watching the Oklahoma tape last year before he really got started with us. Yes, the fumble. He had that fumble. Was it really a fumble looking back? I don't think it was. Uh, then he was able to get out the doghouse and play well. Has had some really good games. The Tennessee game, uh, the Panthers, the Browns. When he got the starting spot and he got two tuds. I think he could be a premier back for us. He has an element where he could catch the ball out the back. Catch the ball a little bit, yeah. Sir, I remember that play against against Dallas. He did the nice little real wild, real uh, wheel route on uh, on Micah Parsons. Yeah, so, yeah, he's 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 good, man. He's the goods. I'm definitely I'm definitely high on on Ramondre, and I like Damian Harris too. I, I'm a fan of him as well. Home he's a little bit more of the power back type. Yeah, he's a power. He's a, he's a power back guy. I'm cool with running back by committee. I think having those two guys there. It's definitely a plus. People are talking about trading him. I don't see the reason to trade him unless you feel like Pierre Strong and some of these other guys that 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 we that we picked up. Uh, Ty Montgomery, another guy that could be that third down back for us. He's on the Patriots. Yes, he is. Yeah, number fourteen. Yep. Yeah, Man, solid. Solid. I missed some things. <laughs> I, I did not hear about Ty Montgomery. I can't. Ty Montgomery's on the pass, brother. Yeah, so he he might feel he might be that that. Uh, that third down back for us, he's he's done it for pretty much everywhere he's been. He could be a solid. If Ramondre is that, then I think that's perfect because not only can it, 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 it creates deception for the offense because you don't know if he's going to run between the tackles or he's going to be a guy that can catch out the backfield because he's so good at running between the tackles. Man, I'm I'm, I'm really high on Stevenson, man. I, I think he's uh, – sounds like he's taking the James – Stevenson sounds like he's taking the James White role. Yeah, it's it's very it's very possible. Um, I hope he takes the all three downs. I mean, listen, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of Madre. I think he's going to be really good for us. So the running back, the running back uh, group is good. Wide receivers, Devontae Parker. So I think it's a good pickup. I'm not expecting all pro type level numbers because that's just not how the offense is ran with with Bill. Bill likes. Wide receiver by committee. He doesn't like a premier guy unless it's you know it's a one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, Randy Moss. Whereas saying, Edelman didn't even make a Pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So, which is out of pocket, by the way. So right now, as it stands, it's it's Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Aguilar, yeah. 
Iquan Thornton and, and Tyquan Thornton. Trey Nixon has made some splashes here and there. Uh, but he, he, he actually, actually, he was really good in preseason. He was really good in preseason. Christian Wilkinson was really good in preseason as well. Tyquan Thornton was really good. So we got some young guys. That, so good on Aguilar. So good on that. Yeah, yeah, Aguilar, Aguilar is um yeah, he's not he's not the he's not the best. He's not yeah, the best. Jacoby guy. Myers forgot about him. I forgot I forgot about Jacoby. Yeah, and Jacoby Myers. So five five guys. I named off like eight raw receivers. Somebody, somebody's gonna be somebody's not gonna play. Some or somebody's gonna get cut. Somebody's gonna get cut. It could be Aguilar because if Tyquan Thornton is really making plays. Um, you think they would take the dead money though? Man, knowing knowing Bill, I don't think he. Bill is just a product of can you play or not, and either trade him, they're going to trade him, or or cut him. Knowing Ben, I I, I told you, Saquon Thornton, man, I think he's going to be. He's he is small. He is small, but he has some really good speed. It looks like he's running some really good routes. Ran had the fastest has fastest recorded forty in the combine uh, this past year. So. Those speed I think guys put, do slightly scare me though. All I can think of is John Ross. Yeah, but he's a little, he's six three. He's a lot taller. Um, that hasn't had any injuries, and and people people knocked them, and they, and people said again, this was this was too high of a pick for New England. But at, at Baylor, they ran the football, and they didn't have a great quarterback, and he was the best he was the best skill position player that they had over there at, at Baylor. So I think he I think he's going to be good. He's, yes, he does need to get a little bit stronger, add some muscle, but I think that'll come with time. And if he develops a good rapport with Mac, I, I think we, we could have a guy. I really do. I really think we could have a future wide receiver one going forward. Um, it's still very early, but I definitely like what I'm what I'm hearing and what I've seen so far from 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 Thornton, Kendrick Bourne, really solid number two. And I, I'm a, I'm a just expecting Devontae Parker to stay healthy, make some make some key plays on third down, really be a factor in the red zone. I look at our offense, and it's like, yeah, we don't have. I look at our skill positions, I should say. With Henry and Janu, yeah, but adding Henry and Janu with there with the wide receivers, like yeah, yeah, there's no elite guys. But if Mac is, you know, if he makes that second leap in his second, if he makes that big leap in his in his second year, though all those guys are are good, are really good. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, uh, it's not like there's you know poverty <laughs> at the position like it was two years ago. You know, it's not like the mere. And Demir Bird is okay. He's he's good. I forgot what team he's on. He's on I think he's on the Bears. He is on. No, he, no, he went somewhere else. Oh, he did. He might, he might be on the. He might still be on the Bears. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm blanking right now. But. You don't see you. Don't worry. I can tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not like what we had in 2020. I should just just put it that way. It's definitely much more talent on that team, and he is on I, Chicago. He is on Chicago. Okay. Well, I think I think it just I think it just creates more options for. Actually, I lied to you. He's on the Falcons. He's on the Falcons. Okay, he was on Chicago cool. last year. My bad. Okay, okay, all right. So uh, that's that's good. That's good for him, man. They got they got a, they got some solid guys. But I like this offense. I like I like this offense. Am I high? Am I my bullish on the offense? No, but it's going to come down to ten. It's going to come down to Mac Mac Jones. At the end of the day, can he make this this next leap? I think so. I think so. <laughs> And I could see us winning. I could see us winning ten, going ten and seven again. I could definitely what is it? Eighty fifth best player in the league? Eighty sixth? Yeah, eighty. Yeah, eighty five out of top one hundred. <laughs> higher than Kirk. Higher. I mean, he made, the, he made the playoffs as a rookie quarterback. I mean, higher than Kirk Cousins. 
Is he better than Kirk right now? Of course not. But he had a better, he had a more successful year in terms of the team success and him being a part of that. No one thought, no, everybody said this is this is so this is an easy take. It's like he's the most uh NFL ready quarterback. That's easy to say. That's like yeah, that's not a that's not a really that's not a profound take to me. No, it's not. Because they, they said the same thing about yeah. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the most NFL ready quarterback, and he's not. I mean, he just hasn't worked out. So um Yo, gonna let come- me tell you something about Daniel Jones, though. And listen, I kind of crapped on Colin Coward earlier. Did you see what he said about Daniel Jones? No, nah, what did he say? <laughs> he was like, he's like, you know what I think of Daniel Jones? He's like, when I look at Daniel Jones, I think he went to Duke. He's like, he's like, you know, a, col- a, a, a basketball school. Like, if you asked me, like, you lined up a quarterback and be like, who do you think went to Duke? It'd be Daniel Jones. Like, he looks like. He went to Duke. You know, nothing impressive. He was like a basketball school, you know, did this. He was like, I think he looks like somebody who played at Duke. And it was low, it was low-key funny as hell. Just just what it is, man. Just what it is. But for Mac, I'm I'm expecting a really good season. I think again, the off the offense is very balanced. It's very balanced. We don't need him to be Josh Allen. We don't need him to be Tom Brady 2007. Just protect the football. Don't turn the ball over with picks. Be a little bit better than a game manager. Yeah, push the ball down the field. Yes, I definitely agree. He should be um, definitely needs to be more aggressive, but make sure it's at, it's at the right time. And and like I said, I, I like the I like this offense. It's a good off. It could be a good offense. It's not going to be this all world type offense, but I think it's better than what we've had in years past. They were top ten last year. Corey said. I think they stay there. And then but, the last thing for me, John, like you, you talked about, John Smith, man. Yeah, I, I need to see that. No, I need it. Don't uh, want I, it. Don't I need want to see it. it. I'm, I'm, talking, to see it better. I'm talking SpongeBob and water need it type of situation here. <laughs> facts, facts. That, <laughs> that's exactly what I need to see from from John Smith because we, we we get rid of the we get rid of the fullback. So now we should he should be playing more in that wide wide position right there in the slot. Making plays, use your strength, use your athleticism, get yards after the catch. That's what you did in Tennessee. That's why you got all the bread. So let live up to it. Last year it was struggling. Remember, to live. remember Bill said that he was the greatest or like the best run after catch tight end that he had seen? A couple years they, they played the they played yeah. the Titans a few years ago and he, and Bill was like best best catch uh yard after catch tight end I've seen. I was like, Jesus, where the hell did that go last year? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm it, it was crazy. So hopefully this year he 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 just he I just need to see more than two touchdowns, man. Like that just wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough last year. So I'm expecting got a very, uh, got a very wide neck. I'm just expecting him to step up, play your role. If everybody plays their role, again, it sounds cliche, but the Belichick do your job. Do your team. job. If they, everybody does that, I can see it's going ten and seven, bro. I really can. People saying we're going to be the third third best team in the division. That's why this episode is called No Longer the AFC Least, because for years it was just New England running rough shot through this division for a decade plus. Now there's you know out Buffalo yeah are the favorite, but people are saying they're already going to split. They're not, everybody's not saying Buffalo's going to sweep Miami and New England. There's there's discussions to where there could be some splits, and then between Miami and New England, they're going to be competitive because of what Miami has done against New England pretty much in the last five years, despite what their, you know, regular season record has been. It's always competitive. So I'm excited for this team. 
Um, I think they're going to struggle in the beginning of the season. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm staring at a one and three to start the season, by the way. One and three to start the season. Because, listen, I gave the split to Miami, but I had Miami win the first one and the Miami losing when they have to come play us in the cold in, in January. So if I got a split, then that means I think they're beating Pittsburgh, losing to Baltimore, Green Bay, Miami. I think you beat Detroit. You should. I, I mean, they didn't they destroy Cleveland? I thought it was last year, two years ago. Was it last yeah. year? Yeah, it was. It was. So, I mean, you hope you beat Cleveland. You, sh- you got to beat Chicago. You got to beat the Jets. Yeah, I first, first six games, I could see three and three. I could. Yeah, I can go with that. I mean, Indianapolis, I low-key got a loss, even though it is at home. I like I like India this year. I mean, I don't think that they're going to be great. I don't think they're going to be some unbelievable team. But like, bro, it's a tough game. So through Jonathan Taylor is a dog. So through eight, I got five and three. Let's see. I got a loss to Miami. Win against Pittsburgh. One and one. One and two. Baltimore. One and three. Green Bay. Two and three. Three and three. Four and three. Five and three. Five and four against Indy. Six yeah, and four I, I, I Jets. Know. I don't know. I don't know about Indy, man. It's, it's it's at Foxborough. You always get them problems at Foxborough. Lucas Oil Stadium. It's just some magic over there at Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> they always play well. They have a really good team as well. We're, we'll, we'll talk about the AFC South next week. Um, they have a Daddy really ice, good, baby. They have a really good team. They their defense is excellent. Obviously, they got one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best, and Taylor. But I think that's a, that's going to be a close game. We always have close games against them. And so it's what, I got, what I got six and four going into Minnesota. I think that okay. could be a loss, honestly. And only because it's in Minnesota. So I mean, I guess. Well, listen, I'll go six and five. I think you. Oh no, six. All right, so I'll go seven and five because I got a split with the Bills. We'll win the home game. I got uh, seven and six. I don't think you win in Arizona. Man, Vegas. I might have a seven and seven. I got a seven and eight Cincinnati, and then eight and eight Miami, nine and eight Bills. Look, I, I look, I've got up two wins, CJ. Hey, I think there'll be a there'll be a game here where you where you might have said we lost that we that we won. So we're right there. Don't get me wrong, I could see us beating Indy. Yeah, we're we're right there, bro. Ten and seven, nine and eight. I'm glad. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. You went up two wins. You said seven and ten. Yeah, exactly. Uh, see, uh, optimism here. Hey, the king of optimism right here. It's a tough conference. It's a tough division. It's not going to be easy for sure. That's what I'm saying. It's going to come down to number 10, bro, because we got one of the best head coaches in the league. So I know preparation is not going to be the issue. It's going to come down to execution. And and a lot of that's going to rely on number 10. Well, CJ, let me tell you something. I think we executed a hell of of an episode. Yes, sir. And uh, listen, with that, I'll give the mic over to CJ, as I always do, the important one of the show, let me tell you, to uh, tell him, tell the people what he's got going on in the world. Again, guys, if, you, if you're watching us on YouTube or um, other platforms, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell for the next time Connie and I go live. You also have other shows covering other sports leagues. So if you want to see us again throughout the week, make sure you definitely uh, hit that subscribe button. You can find me on linktree.com slash cjames9. Find out everything that I'm working on regarding the Patriots, the Knicks, 
NFL here with, with Connie and, and the Hard Count, NBA, Garda Podcast, and Count the Bucket, um, and some of the other things, getting back into gaming as, you know, full, full time comes around as well, the new games start to drop. So definitely getting back on Twitch and um, starting to game a little bit more as well. So uh, yeah. me, man. Yes, sir. Look at this. Hardest working man in show business today. Um, <laughs> as for me, Anthony Connor on Twitter for all my thoughts on everything going on. Uh, Monday is generational sports with me and Josh talk a little bit about everything. Uh, obviously, like CJ said, make sure you tune in every Tuesday at nine Eastern for the hard count. Listen, especially with football season coming up, content's going to only get better. Uh, you know, sure. We'll have be posting some clips and everything like that from the show. Really start promoting everything. Hopefully you have some people on and, uh, go from there. Uh, Thursdays, backstop banter with me and Michael, everything in the baseball world. Like I always say, it's kind of like this show, except the baseball version of it. Um, all three of those podcasts available via Apple podcast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So make sure you go and check all of those out. Uh, also, like CJ said, please subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Everybody here is working their ass off to make some good content for everybody. We're all having fun doing it as well. But it's even more fun when we get to talk to people that uh, we don't talk to every day. And one one last thing too that uh, that Connie and I were talking about um, earlier in the day, September sixth, right? Yes, sir. Before before the first game of the season, Bills Rams. We're kind of doing like an NFL kickoff preview week one show. We're gonna have some guests on without either some people from our, our network, our Unwrap Sports Network, or uh, some of our friends, or maybe have some some different guests from the NFL world to come in talk about talk about the first week of the season. Um, and, and also I'm doing a watch party for that game on Thursday on, on the September 8th as well at eight o'clock NBC, um, Thursday night football. So definitely look out for those two events. We'll definitely remind you guys, um, as the, as the time gets closer. I hope CJ doesn't leave my, lose my invite in the mail to that watch party. I hope he doesn't lose the invite. To that. <laughs> I mean, always, always invited. <laughs> <laughs> With all that being said, thank you everybody for watching. Listen, I'm going to go watch. I already got to load it up. Episode two of Hard Knocks. Make sure you guys check that out. We'll obviously recap that again on the next episode motor city dan campbell baby uh but like i said with everything being said i appreciate everybody watching appreciate another excellent show from my guy cj and uh, listen everybody until then we'll see you next time all right